Hello and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, the podcast where we plunge headfirst into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And I really don't want to do this fucking episode. Uh, I'm not going to bury the lead here. Uh, we are looking back at Happy Time Murders. Um, I think I can blame myself for this, though, can't I? I? I seem to recall I watched it earlier this year, I think, if not late last year, and texted you and said, this needs to go on the list. I'm not, I'm not sure, because I'd seen it. Um, I, I actually own this movie. Um, I bought it having not seen it, which is one of my foibles I do sometimes. Because mm-hmm. this, for me, has everything I would ever want in a movie. It's a film noir with Muppets who swear a lot. This is fucking me. Yeah, I mean, um, ditto. So, so, I mean, this. I, I, went out, I went out and bought this, and then, again, didn't watch it for about six months after I bought it, um, just because I didn't get around to it. We, no, we watched so many things for, for the various different shows we do. I didn't have a chance. And then I was away. Um, I think I was working away, and we'd, we'd just finished recording whatever we were recording, um, and I was in the hotel. I'd fuck all else to do. It was too late to go out and do anything else. We got too late to go and find a bar or anything. So I thought bollocks to chuck film on. And so I ended up watching this. And first time out, um, it was bad. Second time out was yesterday. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Um, I remember watching it first time out. Same same thing. I remember thinking this is right up my street. Um, and I watched it first time out. And it was fucking... Like, I was so disappointed. Um, mm. I mean, I I remember reading reviews at the time saying it was bad, but, you know, I was like, oh, it's Sweary Muppets. Like, what? Yeah. How, like, that... It's got to be pretty fucking bad for me to not enjoy that. Um, and then upon watching it, I just remember texting straight away saying, like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. I remember just having a conversation about it, and I think that's how it ended up on this list. Uh, nevertheless, I forgot that we put it on the list. And then when... When you suggested that we do it next, my heart fucking sank. <laughs> I just did not want to watch this again. Yeah. Um, um I've got a, I'll I'll be honest. There were I said I watched it last night, and this may be the supreme lack of sleep I'm having where I think I've had like four hours since week last Sunday. Um so it may have been that. But there were bits in this I actually did find quite amusing second time out. Um I didn't hate it as much as I did the first time. But I'm bl- I'm blaming that on the fact that I was I'd been drinking and I haven't slept in like a week and a half. Um, I think I had a very similar reaction to the reaction I had the first time, but I don't think it was as bad as I was worried it was going to be. It was very fucking bad. Um, I, th- I think the thing is because you, I mean, certainly with me, I demonized it quite a lot since that first watch because I really didn't fucking take to it the first time around, um, and I was so disappointed. Um, in what it was and compared to what it could have been um, and I've built it up in my head as being this really awful thing that I will never watch again and then when I put it on yesterday I was like yeah okay this is fucking bad but it's not no this isn't the worst thing I've ever watched no I agree it's not the worst thing I've ever watched um, it's far from the best yeah um, but maybe it's not quite as bad as I was worried it was going to be it is nevertheless fucking atrocious but yeah there were one or two and I think this makes it worse. There are one or two moments in there where it just almost breaks out. It almost yeah. becomes what it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, but they're very few and far between. So, I mean, to dive into it, yeah, my very first note is just, God, I really don't want to fucking watch this. That's the first thing I've written. Just as soon as <laughs> as soon as I hit play on Netflix, I was like, oh, I, I don't want to do this. 
As yeah, really... I mean, I've I've got to be honest. The, we, like, we've talked about doing similar things before, whereby you have a world which is removed from Mars in as much as it's set in our world, but there are things. So like, I think we talked many years ago, um, somewhat ironically, about doing a film where everybody's dressed as dogs, like the Bloodhound Gang, for no other reason than they are. And yeah. it's never addressed, it's never spoken about, it's never alluded to. They just are. And yeah. it's just numbers. same as a guy walking down the street in a T-shirt. You don't need to ask a question about it, it just is. And that was my first thing here. Is I look seeing the trailer, especially seeing the trailer, um, and I watched the trailer again yesterday as well because the trailer was better than the film. Um, but looking at the trailer, you think, oh, okay, so they're not they're not playing on the fact that they're you know, they're puppets and all the rest. So they're, no, they're they're just in the world, and that's it. And then the first thing you get when you start this is, I'm a puppet in a person's world, or no, line to that effect. And oh, for fuck's sake, you just completely shat on what was the best part of the premise. Is that is the whole problem. Yeah, you're right. You're it's, right, and I, I get, I get the, you know, I, I get so that you know, the, the racial allegory they're going for, and I get, you know, especially setting it in LA where they've got a history of race problems. I get what they were trying to do, but they've just because they've drawn so much attention to it, and they, they're putting so much emphasis on the difference, immediately they take you out of it because you go, all oh, right, well, okay, well, clearly, you know, everybody's going to be anti muppet because they're all a bunch of racist fuckheads, and then straight away you can't, you can't see anything else other than that part of the story. And it's very difficult to get into to find yourself a way into that world then where you don't automatically side with the puppets just because they're puppets. Yeah. So I, I think I think there's two ways they could have played it. They either had to really lean for that racial allegory and just have the puppets existing in the puppet world and not mention it at all. Yeah. Uh, and and it, they just are. Puppets just are. Um, or and, and this is my biggest problem with it, and I've written this several times through my notes. Um, I need to understand why the puppets are in that world. And yeah. why people are reacting to the puppets in that world? It's like and how, the, the go on. I was just saying, and how they've come to be in that world because they haven't always yes. been there. No. So the the closest comparison you can draw for this, and this flatters this film a lot to make this comparison. I mean, you know where I'm going to go with this already. I'm sure the closest comparison you can draw here is Roger Rabbit, yeah. um, because this basically is X-rated Roger Rabbit, and it's not ashamed of it. I don't think no. like it is. It is a blatant ripoff in many, many ways, yeah. uh, even down to the merging of the genres. Um, but. The difference is with Roger Rabbit, they go to great lengths to explain why the cartoons exist in that world, who they are, how yeah. they relate to humans, how they're different, what the biology of the cartoons is even, which which we don't get with the Muppets here. Because I've got all sorts, of, and we need to stop calling them Muppets. I know it's Henson Workshop, but they are puppets really, not Muppets, aren't they? Well, um, no, because no, Muppet is a difficult one because, because Muppet is a, tra it's a, tra it's a, trade a trademark of Henson. Yeah. But it's because it's a cross between a marionette and a puppet. That was why it was named. So yes, a Muppet is a are, type of it, it's They yeah. are Muppets, but they're not the Muppets. Yes. Same, um, as, same as the things in Sesame Street are Muppets. They're just not the Muppets. Not the Muppets, yeah. So I'm going to refer to them as puppets. I'll probably use Muppets interchangeably, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably forget to switch between Puppets and Muppets. I'm just going to go with Muppets first as last. But I mean, they call them Puppets the all the way through. They call yeah, them Puppets all the way through the movie. Whatever the fuck, we've acknowledged that. I mean, there again, there's a missed opportunity there. Like, again, with Roger Rabbit, you know, like Bugs and Mickey, for instance, exist in that world and they're rock stars. Yeah. And like that, that should be the thing here. Like just to see Kermit or Animal or somebody pop in and then be like the big cheese. Do you know what I mean? Be like that. 
but they don't and i get it you know they want this is very deliberately a different studio they, they've got a, yeah. a separate studio name for it i get it they don't want to tarnish them up its name with that but there are so many missed opportunities like that here but yeah sort of so then again that, I, I think that that the problem with that is that doesn't necessarily work in this world because we're in a world where Muppets are largely denigrated. They're largely um, dismissed and abused and all the rest. So you can't have Muppet rock stars in a world where everybody hates Muppets. True. Yeah, true. So, so... I mean, again, it's, it's, it's how they set their world up. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure. I mean, for me, it was one of those that, yeah, you could see why that might happen. But I didn't draw that part of the comparison with Roger Rabbit just because... I don't think it lends itself to that, whereas Roger Rabbit very much does lend itself to they're all in that world and they are all megastars and, and all that. And you know, the, the cartoons are world famous, whereas in this, puppets are just puppets. And you know, the, the highest level of puppet we get in this film is a really cheesy, shitty sitcom. So that, you know, they yeah. don't want the highfalutin, you know, um, really you know, mega famous, mega rich Kermit and Animal and whoever else. Yeah, I just think because. I think it's probably because happy time exists as well. There is a thing where these puppets are kind of entertainers and they're in this yeah. show. I think that's that's what it is. That's where I get the Roger Rabbit comparison from, I think. Um, yeah. But but that and the fact that it's a fucking film noir and the fact that the puppets exist in the world and we have a lead character who hates puppets. I mean, everybody hates puppets, but she's got a personal reason to hate the puppets and has to team up with them. Look, this is Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It, like, unashamedly so. Even like, to a point where, like... um. Eddie Valiant drinks and she's not sure, but yep, you know, it's uh, you know, it's 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 very you're right, it is very close. Um, and it's I don't know, it's just one of those you look at it and you think that there was a lot more potential. And I'm, I mean, I remember talking about this when we did um, or when I did the Spider Man 3 episode with Jonathan uh, last year, and he had a very similar complaint about that is that he was it was so built up and he was the, the expectation was there and then it didn't deliver. And that was the bit that really fucked him off with it. And that's the same with me here. Is that it? Just for whatever reason, it it got the world wrong, and thus because of that, it was very difficult to to immerse yourself in it. And because and that was incredibly disappointing. And that's why I started when I watched it the first time. That that was sort of I started at a relatively high point, and very quickly I was smashed back to earth. And it never really recovered from there. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it it definitely does get the world wrong. Um... So let's start going through it then. Yeah. I mean, we've covered we've covered issues on the world already, and, and that's going to come up all the way through, to be honest. Um, first thing I noticed, though, is like how many fucking production company logos are at the front of this? Like how many people did this pass in front of and then go, <laughs> yeah, this is all right? Like, well, I, I noticed that um, because you had, um, you had STX, who was the first one. And then you had, I'm just looking at it now, you had H, Bro oh, H Brothers, STX, Black Bear Pictures, TMP, then Jim Henson Company on the day productions, and then was it Henson Alternatives? I think it's called. That's that's the arm that they set up for this, isn't it? Yeah, because they, they yeah the the whole point was they were going to do um, R-rated and X-rated puppet movies. Um, yeah, and no, that's that's where this was supposed to start. And I guess no, I think there's a there's a hell of a market for that. I just think they pitched the first one incredibly poorly. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so I make it about seven different logos. So, they, so, so a lot of people must have looked at this and just thought, oh, shit. But, you know, nevertheless, the money's spent, so it's it's coming out. Um, now, my next note, and we've already addressed this one, like right off the bat, the first thing I want to know, right off the bat, why do puppets exist and why are they hated? Like, yeah. that, this is important. And 
the biggest problem with this film, and it is that like there are a lot of problems, but the biggest one, all of it spans from the fact that this throws us into the middle of a story without the right information. Yes. We get it in flashback about halfway through. Uh, and that's fine. You do give it to us. So the end eventually works. But if you have yeah. to flash back, it means your narrative is broken. Why don't we start with Phil and whatever Melissa McCarthy's character's name is? I've forgotten Edwards. already. Right, Phil Edwards. and Edwards. Yeah. Why don't we start with them as partners? Why don't we start with the inciting incident and then flash forward? Because then when we first meet her, we don't hate her quite as much as we do because we understand well, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you don't even necessarily need to start with the whole scene of Flash Forward. You can start with the aftermath of the scene where she's injured or where he, he's you know, where he's coming out of court and you know, he's been vilified or whatever it is. I mean, you know, there are so many ways you can do it. And I, I don't mind a flashback. I've got to be honest. If it's handled in the right way and if if it's if it's the, if it's a constant way you tell your story whereby you, the flashback is part of a conversation and, you know, you intercut between... Ah, uh, that's, that's different, be, though. That's, that's flashback that's as a narrative device. Yeah, that that works. I, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of time for that. I mean, I, I, as you know, I've done that myself many a time. And for me, that works. But if you get to halfway through the film, as I said, you get, you get... I mean, this is only, what, 80 minutes? 80 minutes yeah, and change? Like yeah, yeah. And... Oh, 91, sorry. So we're 91 with credits. So you're probably talking... Yeah, you're probably talking about 86. There's a lot of fucking credits, mind. Yeah. Um, well, there will be for all the puppeteers. Um, yeah, yeah. You get about five minutes of outtakes as well, actually, don't you? Mm. Um, which, are, which are better than the film. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you get to that halfway point. You get to that sort of 45, 50-minute point, and then you t then you give your flashback. And and we've had all this stuff, and we, they talked about the Phillips code and the fact that something has happened. No, they, they, they named the code after him. You can't do this anymore because of him. Okay, that's fine. It sets up the intrigue. But intrigue about what? Was he, yeah. no, was he a bent no, was he a bent cop? Was he a dirty cop? You know, we don't we don't know half of what happened, and because of that, it's very difficult to feel a that she is justified in, in in attacking him for it, and b we automatically want to defend him because he's our lead, and we, we we've gone in with him, but we don't know what we're defending him against. Yeah, so exactly. It makes it very it makes it very difficult to have any sort of um to build any sort of relationship or any empathy for the characters because we just don't know. The other thing, right? I'm bad with names. How fucking lazy is it to call your character Phil Phillips? I like that. <laughs> oh, that really I like me that. I've got to be I mean, I'm I'm awful with names. I I just I love the simplicity of Phil Phillips, and he does sound a bit like a shit detective. So I I like that. Um, it's those. To be fair, like most of the time, this is painfully unfunny and painfully unfunny, especially when he's really reaching for the gross out humor. Yeah. But every now and again, there is there is quite a clever joke in there somewhere. Um, and yeah, there th that's are quite a lot one of the ones I like. Um, yeah, I mean, that, but, that annoyed me. It shouldn't have annoyed me because you look at you look at back at the tradition of noir and you've got you know, like Sam Spade and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, exactly. You generally had it. Works. Yeah, it. It does. It just annoyed me because it just struck me as lazy. I think you know, there are lots of other names which have um, you know, similar sounds or you know, repeated sounds or repeated uh, repeated letters. You can do that quite easily. No, quite easily. You can pull that out without resorting to the same name. So that just annoyed me. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not it's not I, the biggest problem with the film, let's be honest. No. Oh hell no, no, I'm okay with that. But yeah, the, the biggest problem for me is the fact that we don't start with this information. Yeah. And yes, they give it to us in flashback, but the fact that they give it to us there when actually it's not even needed there suggests that the writer knew that that information was needed. Yeah. So I have no idea why we like I have no idea why you don't front load an entire action sequence showing the two of them being awesome and yeah. ending in this hostage situation, yeah. which then shatters them. 
Yeah. And then then you build back up from there. You, we would feel so much more connection to both characters and we'd feel so yeah. much more invested in their relationship if that happened. Yeah. Whereas actually instead, for the first 20, 30 minutes of the film, you're going like, why is she being such a bitch? Yeah. Like, what? Well, why is he so washed up? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, I, I'm still not entirely sure the whole thing works, if I'm no. honest. But we'll and get I mean, on to that when we get on to the flashback. Yeah. But... I mean, the, the thing that gets me as well is that I say they're... Yes, okay. We we find out eventually why she's being such a cunt, and that's fine. We we get it when we get it, and it's no, it's not the right way to do it, but that's how they do it. So we do eventually realize why that's it. What I don't understand is why he's so antagonistic to her. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it makes... he should be fucking racked with guilt. Yeah, yeah. It and makes yes, no sense. Yes, okay. There were ramifications for his career and all the other stuff that we'll come on to later on. But if he is truly, oh, if he's to follow the path he's supposed to be on, whereby he does feel guilty and he regrets what happened and he wishes it hadn't happened, he wishes she had a good hurt, all the rest of it. He should play it that way, not that she's some fucking dried-up ex-wife who's just constantly out to get him and he's sniping back. Because that's what it feels like. They, you know, they were in a relationship, it ended badly, and now they can't stand each other, whereas he actually has very little reason to hate her. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I, I totally agree. And, and I feel like if we'd have had this front loaded and then we got to see the destruction of that relationship, it yes. would have worked better. Yeah. And you could have you could have then given us that over the credits. You could have given him being dishonorably discharged from the force. Yeah. And she, her career could be on the rise. His could be on the slump. That could all be done in newspaper clippings or however you wanted to do it. But you yeah. can front load all of that information. It is vital to get into know these characters. And by the well, time we it. get it, it is too late. Um, so, okay, so there's that. Now, this opening scene, right, if we're not going to have an action sequence and you want to throw us straight into this world, I get yeah. that it's supposed to be a noir, but again, this is supposed to be an X-rated puppet film. We're in a puppet world where there are puppets. Why is it not a musical number? What what good reason do you have for not making this a musical number that ends on a sour note, that ends with a mass shooting or a mugging or a whatever yeah. you want? I mean, like, the thing is, I mean, there's so many things in this, and... I couldn't talk about it later on, but I mean, there's so many bits of this film that borrow very heavily from other puppet-based products. Um, things like Avenue Q, things like Team America. Well, yeah, but I was going to talk about that later as well. But they don't, they don't really embrace what it is. And they, they, as you said, they have a, a they have an easy ride with puppets because everyone would be expected, even if it's a really fucking dour, bluesy tune whereby everything's gone to shit and I'm you no, know, everybody's going to die. You can, you know, at least it sets a tone because. At, I think the problem here is you're expecting that to happen. Yep. And because totally. of that, you're just like, oh, right, okay, well, this is fucking miserable then. And then you get a couple of gags and you get, no, I mean, I can't remember exactly where, where the first where that scene goes, but you get some, some very obvious you know, anti-puppet prejudice and stuff like that, which is not something I expect to be saying on a Monday night. Um, but so, you know, they, they, they do try and build this world, but they're trying to build up the world as is, not where it's come from. Yeah, exactly. Because the first puppet we meet other than Phil is this um, sort of puppet on street corner where yeah. the kids are bullying him. Yeah, the shoeshine uh, guy where he, he's singing. And, um... and, and, and it's, it's even said, like, why are you always so happy? Why are you singing and dancing? And he does a little song and dance number and goes like, yeah. Cause that's what puppets do. Right. Well, why are they not doing it then? Yeah. Why do we never see them do it ever again? Because uh, that's what I'm expecting from this film. Yeah. And you're giving and if, it to me in the first scene. So why say, do you not follow if, that through? I was going to say, even if you're not expecting that, you get it right at the front. So why would you not then expect them to, to follow through? Why do you not expect at least half a dozen numbers in this film? And then that also makes Phil stand out all the more because he's not a happy-go-lucky yeah, song and dance a, man puppet. Yeah, because he's, he's a, a miserable twat. Then, yeah, you, yeah he, he, he is our... 
he's our cipher then because we know we're not we're not that way as as humans we're not that way inclined either most of us yeah. don't want singing some do but you know that's what mental hospitals are for um but yes i mean that would be a far better way of introducing us to this world and to introduce this this character as well who clearly doesn't belong in either yep exactly so they fucked that up as well then phil saves this song and dance man now i have two issues with this one and this won't be a problem till later on but one the kids like rip bits of him off they rip like bits of his face off they rip his eye out and stuff and yeah. he just sticks it back on yeah right keep that in mind yeah all right there you can do that right secondly then phil starts beating them up he starts hitting them yeah. surely being hit by a puppet would not hurt well, yeah, he's felt. And we get that later on as well when he's in prison. Yes, we do. When he's in prison. Yes. So, so either, his, ha either his hands are filled world. with lead. Yep. Yep. Or, yeah, either his hands are filled with lead or they just, you know, they're relying on the fact that it's the shock value because yep. you're not expecting a, a puppet to punch a kid in the face. Nope. Funny as it is, because, you know, kids are assholes, as we've established, um, yep. it doesn't work even in this world. Nope. In the world they're building, it, they, again, their continuity is fucked. Yep. Totally fucked. So that doesn't work the rules of the world aren't consistent having said all of that the one and only lowbrow gag in this film that really lands for me actually no there's two there's one coming up again but the best lowbrow gag in this film that works for me and you know where i'm going with this the repeated ball kicking is yes. fucking hilarious yeah. because kicking somebody in the balls is never not funny yeah. and do and doing it to an extreme extent is hilarious yeah so it, it gets points for that and and i guess part of Part of the whole disappointment with the film then is even though, like at this point, on a first watch as well, I know it's our second, but on a first watch, we don't know that we need that flashback information. So we're not missing that. Yeah. Okay. We don't know the rules of the world. So we're not necessarily missing that. So yeah. it's actually opened fairly well. Okay. We've had our song and dance man number and it's been yeah. cut short. We've got repeated ball kicking. So it's being set up to be what we want it to be. Yes. In a way. Um, and then it just it's all downhill like the introduction of right i forgot her name as well but the jessica rabbit cypher sandra um, white is it sandra white sandra white yeah okay so i mean just when you think you you're just in for like it's at least going to be funny with a ball kick and we get lines like i'm gonna get next to it i'm gonna fuck it which yeah. is like that gag doesn't work on any level. She says, I'm, was it, I'm an Imer, means yeah. I'm a get next to it, I'm a gonna fuck it. That yeah. is not funny. Who thought that was funny? Well, because it's, it's not, it doesn't it's work. It's the sort of thing that you would get in, 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 you see, like, you no, know, teen grosser comedies, things like American Pie and um, no, stuff of, of that sort of ilk. That was the sort of line you'd get from the obvious virgin who never got laid, but would, would talk a good game. It's a stiffler line, isn't it? It's not even a stiff line. It's a fucking Sherman line. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're you know, right. It's, uh, no, it's a sort. Of, it's 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 that that it's the overcompensation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it was that that it it you had that, and then you had all sorts of so all sorts of double entendres, which is fine. I've I know, I've got a lot of time for double entendre. I know that sort of stuff. I find uh, if it's done properly, I really appreciate it. Again, I, I'm all However, fine with that here, and the fact the, that she's a femme fatale, but yeah. then she immediately. The, the doesn't become a femme fatale because there's no element of danger or suspense. There's no hard to get. She basically no. says, I'm going to get next to you. I'm going to fuck you. Well, that's it. And I mean, the, 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 at that point, and I think it's probably as soon as they introduced my Rudolph's character 
And Maya Rudolph is one of those actresses. Sometimes, sometimes I think she's brilliant. Other times I think she's fucking horrendous. Right. I am just um, going to put my flag in the sand right here and right now. And I say this later on. Maya Rudolph is unquestionably the best thing in this entire fucking film. And without yes. her, I don't think there would be anything worth watching here. So I'm just going to put my flag right in the sand yeah. for Maya Rudolph right here and now. I, I agree. I, th- I think that she's the only one who actually acts in this film. She is. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, when, when, she, when she's good, when, oh, she, she's one of these... Her performances will either really piss me off or I'll love them. And yeah. But as soon as we're introduced to... Is it Bubbles, her character, isn't Bubbles, it? Bubbles, yeah. As soon as we're introduced to her, they then... They try they, they soften the focus so much and they soften the um, the style so much, it stops being a noir and it starts being a comedy. Yeah. But that's tr- a comedy that's still trying to be a noir. It's still trying to be edgy. It's still trying to be a bit, oh, a bit gritty and a bit dark. But all it turns out into is a bunch of really fucking obvious dick jokes which aren't executed to the, to the extent that you can actually laugh at them. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the unfortunate thing about that is these two, these two genres do blend. Comedy and noir blend very fucking well uh, yeah. because noir is so gritty and so serious that then if you play straight comedy with it yes. or you play absolutely balls-to-the-wall silly comedy with it, either one will work yeah. but you can't do a half measure and it feels like that's what they're trying to do here or and that's the problem with the gross out stuff as well it feels mm. like they're always afraid to just push it like this isn't team america and yeah. that's what it needs to be they're afraid to push that envelope it's like they go all the way up to it and then pull back and it's like right that this doesn't work now because the style you're going for as well yeah will not it, cha- work it changes that. that's, the, that's yeah. the problem the style changes because i mean we get and say no as you said we, you can play these very well and again roger rabbit's a, a very good example of a, a a classic feeling noir but where they as, as you say you get some you get the the really fucking zany comedy the mad cat comedy which counters it mm-hmm. here it's just like they go all right okay well what can we do how can we make this as as lewd and as as gross out and as memorable for the wrong reasons as possible. So then, you know, you get into uh, the, the next couple of scenes where you're in um, in an um, adult video store, and there's a uh, there's a theater at the back where you've got a, 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 a dog puppet threatening to pee on a fire a firefighter, and you've got you no, know, they're they're making porn in the back where yeah, the uh, cow is funny is, as well. There's this yeah. potential with the cow gag. You yeah, know, that's what it needs. But they but they go so far with it, and then they just move away from it because I don't and I don't yeah. know whether they th- they feel that. Oh, okay. This is now getting. This is now detracting from the plot. And I say plot if if you are listening rather than watching. Um, I say plot in inverted commas because the, it's it's almost as though they go right. Okay, we we've we've gone so far. We've made the joke, but rather than really you no know, really pressing the joke and making sure people appreciate the work that's gone into it and and why it's funny and why it works for this world, they just cut away from it and go to another half joke. So all of a sudden you get the um, again uh, bumbly pants. Who Phil recognizes, and that you know he tries to talk to him, and he denies the fact it's him, and you know I'm I'm not Bumbly Pants, I'm just you know, Joe whoever, and because he's embarrassed about being in a in a in um in, in in the video store, and it's like okay, well where's the joke that goes with that? You didn't yeah. give us the cow, you didn't give us the rabbit. Now where are we going? So then they go into this thing when there's there's a a, a movie playing or so a, fire, a, a a dog threatening to pee on a firefighter, but they don't go anywhere with that. They, it's like no. they they're afraid to finish the gag. Yeah, and, that, and, and that is a constant issue with this. Yeah, but and then, if you're going to do it, do it. Just fucking get it. on with it. Yeah, but then at other times then, when it's not trying to push the envelope and be and be gross out, yeah, like, it can be quite smart. Again, you mentioned Bumbly Pants, and, you know, there's, there's the line there's a line from Bumbly Pants where he's got the gun pointing at him, and he says, please, I've got 48 kids. Yeah. Like, it's, that's funny. That's a funny yeah. line. And that's the kind of, that is the there kind of There are loads humor. of those. 
Yeah, and that's the kind of humour you're expecting from a Muppet movie. Yeah. Which, you know, lean into that then. If we're not going to go all the way, if we're not going to go all the way with the gross-out humour, just make it a very funny Muppets do noir. And, like, yeah, you can have a bit of violence and it can maybe be a fucking PG-13 if you want, right? It's still more adult than a Muppet film, but it's, you know, it's not as adult as Team America. You know, but... But they they don't they don't know what they want this to be. No, I, I was going to say it's as if they're kind of caught between the two, and they don't want they don't want to go. And I mean, it's Brian Henson directed this, isn't it? So, I mean, no, if yeah. I mean this this is the Henson company. No, Brian Henson is the Henson company at this point. You know, I mean, so, uh, and look, Brian Henson is a fucking good director. Like, well, I was going to say that was going to be my next bit, and yeah. you, you, but I almost get the impression because it's you no know, because it's his company and it's his legacy, and it's you no know, his family legacy. It's almost as if he kind of wants to do it, but he's afraid to do it in case it tarnishes the name. Yes. Um, and for personally, I don't having a product like this. If it was what not, if it was what was promised, wouldn't tarnish the name. Having a half-assed effort that doesn't, it's no, it's it's not Arthur or Martha, and you don't really know where you stand with it. Um, it just it just doesn't work. It's it's it feels cheap, and it's 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 like they've it's like they've copped out halfway through. And yeah. not bother to go back and fix it. Definitely. And it wouldn't tarnish the name because they very deliberately set it up as Henson Alternative. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't understand. It, it, it no, definitely it... does feel like as much as he like, yes, he, you're right. He's Mr. Henson Studio at this point. He's a very good director. He's your go to guy for Muppets, obviously. Yeah. But it feels like this needed to be in someone else's hands. It feels like this needed to be in the hands of somebody like Lord and Miller. Where yeah. they're not afraid to push the envelope, they're not afraid to piss on the franchise if they need to, just to elevate it. Yeah. They're not afraid to make fun of themselves. That's what this needed. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, I, mean, I think had this not been, I mean, had this still been Brian Henson, but there's not been Henson Alternative or any any affiliate with the company, it was somebody else's movie, and he's just directing it. Mm. I think we'd have had a far better, a far different product. Definitely, you know, and, and I can't help but think of, um, I don't know how much you know. And I know I've I've spoke about it on this show before, or maybe it was on SMPD. I don't know, uh, but I don't know how much you know about the production history of Roger Rabbit, for instance, and how because of the the different egos and franchises involved, not just from the cartoons, but also from the producers and everything as yeah. well, um, and all the different licenses, how much of an absolute ball ache it was to get that made, and how much of a miracle it was that it's any fucking good by the yeah. time every party involved had to sign off on it. Yeah, but that comes from everyone involved just having to accept that it needs to be the best it can be otherwise all of their franchises are tarnished yes and sometimes that means that they have to let the characters play outside the box a little bit and sometimes it means that the production team have just got to not fucking tell people but yeah. when it's done it's done um and and this this is too afraid to do that far yeah. too afraid to do that yeah um, definitely so so yeah, we get we get the stick up at the store. There's some funny stuff. The cow is funny, but it doesn't go far enough. And again, it's funny because it's ridiculous Muppet shit. Yes. And it's funny. And that's what I want is that ridiculous Muppet shit pushed all the way to the edge. Yeah. They pull it back. Bumbly Pants is very, very funny. I think he's one of the best Muppets in the film. I think he's yeah. great. Um, you know, even laying the eggs when he's nervous and stuff. Really, really good. Um and then we're introduced to Melissa McCarthy. Now as you feel about Maya Rudolph, I feel about Melissa McCarthy. I either love her or loathe her. 90% of the time, it's the latter. Mm. And for the majority of this film, it is the latter. Um, she does have her moments where she absolutely shines. And yeah. I do have to give her credit. Like, aside from her and Maya Rudolph, just about every other performance in this film 
is fucking awful. Oh, and Elizabeth Banks, of course, yeah. who's always oh, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth yeah. Banks, you're always going to get that. But every other performance in this film is fucking abysmal. And it's, it's almost like every, everybody else. You kind of get the impression they've been written a bit part. They've they've kind of been written in because they're they're friends with somebody. Or they, I mean, Melissa McCarthy was one of the producers. So obviously, there's a, there's a connection with um, SNL for My Rudolph for Joel McHale. And you yeah. just get the impression that it's just like, oh right, okay, well we need somebody for that. Tell you what, you're not busy this weekend because no, you, no, you're not working. So come and do this. Come and no, come and shoot this cameo with me. And it's almost as if they, they've not bothered. They haven't even cast it properly. They've just gone. Who do we know who's available? It really feels like that I in can't some cases. Who else makes films like that? Yeah, but but some people have no fucking money. I should say um, some people don't have forty million dollars to make a movie yeah. with. But it, it almost feels in some cases like it's not even that. It's a case of oh fuck, we didn't get the extras in. Um, open the door and grab someone off the street. Well, it's only yeah. it's only one speaking part. They can do it. It's yeah, awful. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, having said all of that about Melissa McCarthy, she does just her personality gets under my skin and i don't mean her as a person i mean the character that yeah melissa mccarthy plays melissa mccarthy right and sometimes that fits and sometimes it doesn't and let's just be honest i think the best i've ever seen her is in gilmore girls where she played somebody entirely fucking different to every other role she plays now now this is the thing okay she's clearly very talented and actually she is very good in this i just hate her fucking character but had we had the front loading, yeah, because exactly. I grow to like her character by the end, and she has moments in this film yeah. where, again, just like Maya Rudolph, she absolutely elevates it. I've got one in particular which I am a hundred percent convinced she had libs, and I'll mm. I'll bring it up when we get there. Yeah, um, her performance is she's never not good, but she just her character is so horrible and well, immediately well, horrible it. to fill. Yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing we because the first time we see her she's as I say she's immediately antagonistic, mm. um, and we automatic and because we've spent a little bit of time and we're, we're only talking what eight ten minutes into the film at this point we're not far into it at all. No, um, because we've spent no the most time with with Phil we've not really spent any time with anybody else, we, and then she comes in and she's immediately calling him all the dicks under the sun. We're we're automatically predisposed to think she's a cunt. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's unfair of... because as as you say, she has some really good moments in the, in this movie and said so, no, she she because we don't have that baggage. Yes. Um it's very difficult to to even when she even when they do start working together and we do get to that point where we you know we find more about no we we get their relationship shining through or their previous relationship shining through. For me it was too late. Oh, it's definitely too late. Yeah, I did definitely... not care why she was angry because at this point I'd had 50 minutes of her just being a bitch. Yep, uh, definitely, definitely. Um, and it, and it's made worse because she can be such a cunt. By, it, that, that's just the type of character she plays. She can yeah. be so brash and unlikable yeah. that when you, you add that to the fact that the narrative doesn't allow you time to get to know her first, yeah. it just makes it worse. And that is, and I'm not criticising her at all here. Like I said, I think she is fantastic in this film. Yeah. I mean, she's excellent, but... She's been dealt the bum hand. I was, um, I was going to say. I mean, she plays. She plays the card. She's dealt. That was the phrase I was going to use before you said. But me dealt the dealt the bum hand. But if you, again, if you look at um, bridesmaids, the character she played in that, you look at the heat and the character she played yeah. in that, because she's always. Uh, no, she she's usually, and th- no, this is a, a departure, but she is usually the the comic relief. Yeah. So you get away with it to an extent because she doesn't have so much screen time. Yeah, they've, they've given her a lead here, but then they've not given us a chance to actually get to know her. 
or to grow yeah. to like her before shit goes goes sideways. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. As you know, in those films, in I, I haven't seen the heat, but I, I know of it, and and certainly in Bridesmaids, um, because she is uh, a supporting character, it works for her to be that abrasive because yes. that's the whole point. She's not the lead; she's the she's the counterpoint. Whereas here, she is. You know, this is a two hander. She is yeah. one of our leads. Uh, we we have to know and like her, um, yeah. and she is just so unlikable that. And then again, you know, we, we've covered this already, but straight away, you know, we find out about the Phillips Act and we find out the puppets can't be cops. And the first question I've got is why? why? Yeah, we need to know this if you're going to bring it up. Yeah. Um, so that annoys me. And, and you know, we've, we've already covered it ad, ad um, infinitum, but when she shows up, we need to know why she hates Phil for any of this to work. Otherwise, yeah. the film just doesn't work, and it doesn't. Um, yeah, and and remind, me, remind me of that point when we get to the flashback as well, when we, when we finally find out what went on. Because, again, like, it's, not, it's not clear, even then, even when we get the flashback, why she hates Phil so much. No, no, it's not. It, it really isn't. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the flashback, because I have huge problems with that as well. Um, OK, so my next note, which I'll cover in more depth later on, and we've already touched on, is that Maya Rudolph is way too good for this shit. So we must have had a little bubble scene in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, now, so we get to meet Phil's brother briefly. The, the, the little scene in the diner between the two of them is good in terms yeah. of explaining the world. More of that is what's needed. Uh, yeah. But we don't and the whole get thing any... about And again, again, it, it plays into the sort of the racial allegory where he's you know, where the brother trying to look more white, trying to look more yeah. human. Yeah, all of this sort of stuff. Himself. Yeah, all yeah. of that sort of stuff. It works well. And it's 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 a good bit of world building because it doesn't it's it's not explicit. It doesn't say, well, I've done this because humans hate puppets. So I'm trying to be less of a puppet. We don't need that. And they've played it really well. It's written really well. It's performed really well. And it works. And yeah. again, the fact that you've got people in the diner who are who haven't no, they're not haven't battered an eyelid that there are puppets in there. That yeah. works because that's you no know, that suggests in this world puppets are commonplace, which you no know, we're starting to find. And it's not just the fact that you no know, they're driving around on their freak shows. Most people are just getting on with their lives and letting them get on with theirs. So you know that's nice as well. As a scene, it's really good. You get a bit of conflict there as well. Works really well. And unfortunately, we don't get enough of that. No, we definitely don't. Um, so so that was fine. And then we get another brief scene then with Phil's brother and his paramour, whoever she is. I don't yeah. know. Um, let's go with right. Hooker. Let's go with Hooker. Okay. Now, what kind of fucking idiot? And I know she's painted to not be the sharpest tool in the box, okay? But you see dogs attacking a puppet, which is a person at this point, right? Yeah. Dogs ragging the puppet around. What kind of idiot then decides to pull the puppet instead of <laughs> shooing the dog off? I knew you were going to say that. What yeah. kind of fucking moron does that? Well, I've I've got I've got another one to that as well. Okay, so it's a puppet. It's made of felt. We, it's we are, a puppet. It's a puppet. Sorry, you can't you can't just drop that. No, in there I know. I, I was I was going to do it. And I thought better of it. Um, but it's okay. So so Larry is a puppet, right? Made of felt. All the way through, we're told puppets are made of felt. Who puts fucking felt in a hot tub? Well, I, I, to be honest, I did question that at the time as well. When he was sat in the hot tub and you could see that the puppet is getting wet. Yeah. I'm like, hang on, this I doesn't could... work, does it? But, and I'll, I'll give them credit, they, they do later on have a wet puppet that they deal with. Yeah, they do. So they do. Um, maybe um, there's that number. But, but yeah, no, as, as, a, as a living puppet, and you know what I mean, you know, why would you get into a, a into a hot tub, into a wet scenario where it's going to take you fucking weeks to dry out? 
Now, see, that would be fine if they addressed that and made a gag out of it, but they don't. Even so if he again, said he was Scotch-guarded. Yeah, the logic of the world doesn't work. But even bigger flaw in the logic, besides the fact, okay, let's accept maybe she was panicking, so she went and pulled the puppet yeah. instead of kicking the dog or whatever, right? Plus, kicking the dog would be animal cruelty and you couldn't show it, but she could have shoot him off or whatever. Right, let's go with all that. Not... 10 minutes puppet get his fucking face pulled off and he put it back on well he didn't it wasn't pulled off he just put he just pulled his eye out well whatever how is it any different this is still a puppet made of stuffing yeah but i mean that one the eye came out and could go back in this one there wasn't anything to put the eye back in because it was pulled apart so all the bits were everywhere all the stuffing had come out all the seams had gone but couldn't we just sew him back together well yeah there is that Again, it's it's how this world works, isn't it? That's because we don't I mean, understand that's what that. I'm saying. We don't. Because, yeah, there's no explanation of that mechanic. So yeah, you're you're right. Now, what why is it that you know um, puppets can get beaten up, puppets can get stabbed, and uh, and it'll be fine because they're stitching back up. But you pull it apart, you can't and you can't put it back together. Same with I the mean, shotgun blasts, you know. Like well, the shotgun blasts, I understand because I mean, when shotgun pellets explode, they do you no, know, they do a lot of damage. They, they were yeah, those, those puppets it. were exploding, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, but, like it reminded the, the the bit with where he's pulled apart. Actually, so you said about you not know, being put back together. It reminded me of the end of Ted. Yeah, where they, you know again they stuff put all the stuff in back in the bear, mm-hmm. and you think, well, yeah, okay, there's some there's a there's a joke made of it, and there's a mechanic behind it. Yeah, but that's a magic bear. Yeah, and so there there has to be a certain amount of a certain amount more disbelief than you would have in a world with Muppets because Muppets are part of this world. They're not an extraordinary thing, whereas Ted was. Um, but yeah, it just, again, the scene doesn't make any sense. And again, no, the, it just made me, made me laugh when no, the, the, in, in the next scene where they brought the murder weapon in and it's a, it's a dog with a fucking evidence tag around his neck. Again, that was funny. Yeah, that's the and, thing. There are funny gags here. And even to a point where you go, you know, Phil, ah, oh, that fucking dog, and he go, he goes to attack the dog. That's that. No, that stuff works. But for everything that they do like that, that works. There are three or four things that don't. And it's I think that's every the... yeah. It's every time they try and get juvenile, or every time they try and be X-rated. Yes. Um. They they just go for the lowest common denominator and forget that actually you can do that and still be sharp and still be funny. Just look mm. at South Park. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, why, I don't understand the, the desire to go X-rated anyway. Why not go for a, a solid R? Just just go for what's funny, and if yeah. it turns out that that means you have to get an R or an X-rating, then that's what you get. If, you, if well, you're going I mean, to X, go out... X-rated in America, it's fucking... It's hard, it's, it's, you're basically making porn at that point. Porn or fucking extreme violence. Yeah. Because you've, you've got R and then you've got NC-17, which is, is R equivalent of 18. So, I mean, to get no, to go for an X, is you're really diminishing your market already. Why you wouldn't say, right, well, we'll write the film we want to write, and they can swear, they can fight, they can do whatever, and it comes out as what it comes out as, rather than trying to go for that extra level and just to make it that much more sensational. And that's what it feels like. I don't know if this was X-rated or not. I assume it was probably an R. Um, but it feels like they are definitely just trying to push it as far as they can push it, and they're not concerned about what's not funny. Yeah. Uh, whereas again, when when you look at the stuff that is traditionally thought of as more adult and more shocking, nine times out of ten, the shocking stuff isn't explicitly sexual or explicitly violent. The shocking stuff is just, yeah. oof, I can't believe they went there, but it's funny, and this this just isn't um, because it's just not smart enough. So more narrative issues here. Um, the captain, lieutenant, yes, lieutenant, isn't it? Lieutenant yeah. shows up, gives them the the traditional you know police chief speech, and the two of yeah. them are going to have to work together, right? They answer this immediately, okay? But again, this is all information in the wrong order. First yeah. and foremost, how the fuck are they going to work together when Phil isn't even on the force? 
Well, yeah, that's it. Um, just incidentally, it was an R. It was rated R. Yeah, there you go. So Phil isn't even on the force, right? So first of all, we need to see the lieutenant talking back into going on the force and him to have the whole conversation about, okay, but I'm not working with her. You know, that conversation needs to happen first. Mm. Like, because otherwise he's just said, you two are going to work together. And I'm like, uh, how? Yeah. And then they do address that immediately in the next scene where they're in the car. You know, Phil talks about it in the voiceover, but, you know, it's like as if he has no say in it. The lieutenant's just yeah. going, this is you're going to work with her. Yeah, but he again, then explains it the next time. He says, oh, I'm going to have to work with her. It's the best choice of tracking down my brother. That's fine. But we need yeah. to hear him vocalize that to the lieutenant. It needs well, to be his choice. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's very much that, no, even even in a world where they're talking about, no, where no, these characters aren't anti-puppet, they're just anti-Phil because, because Phil did something which we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, so, but like uh, Melissa McCarthy does say that she says, "I can't. He can't. We can't be partners. He can't, he's not a cop." And he says, "He says not. He, he will bring him in as a consultant." So again, it's thrown away. But it, again, he has no choice in it because he's a puppet. He's a second-class citizen. Even with these people who purport to be pro-puppet, yeah, he is still a second-class citizen who doesn't get a choice. He says, "You will work with her. That's it. There's no alternative. Yeah. It's not you'll work with her, or I'll bust you down. I'll I'll arrest you on suspicion of the murder or whatever else. It's you will work with her. End of." Yeah, this is what's happening. Um, so, yeah, don't like that. Um, no. Then they start the investigation, and we get this scene in, it's like a boardroom or whatever that they go. And and I've already clocked this, but it's really problematic in this scene, and then they seem to move away from it. But yeah. so far, Melissa McCarthy has been shot in a single a hell of a lot of the time. It almost feels like she's the only person on set. Yes. Now, I'm sure there's a reason behind it, and it might be budgetary, or it might be that these were pickups because they realised things weren't working. I don't know. I don't know. But it makes her feel very staged and very detached because she's yes. at her best in this film when she's bouncing off other people or the puppets. She works yeah. very well with the puppets. She really knows how to work with them. Yeah. Okay. So there's no reason to be shooting her in these singles, and maybe if this was a like a director who is inexperienced at working with puppets as well you could understand that maybe they couldn't yeah. work out the logistics of hiding the puppeteers and things like that but she's fucking henson for christ's sake this well, isn't was, his first time at the rodeo i like, was gonna say i mean if you look at the um before the before the credits roll probably you get the the outtakes and the you know, the um behind the scenes shit and no there's so much green screen and no like half no half height green screen and no, the the, mm. the green the people in the no, in the full full cover suits and no they've got their shit down so yeah, yeah you're right I mean there's no reason for her to be so completely isolated all the time no it feels to me like a lot of this is reshoots uh, in stuff especially because as the film goes on it doesn't happen so much but yeah. these opening scenes it feels like actually they have looked at it and gone. Oh fuck! There's a lot of story stuff that we didn't get in here. Yeah, we better go back and feed the lines to Melissa. Like that's what it feels like. Um, and then we get this scene in the boardroom, and they are really, really fucking reaching for this race analogy here. Now yes. it is subtle as a sledgehammer, and it's starting yeah. to really fucking piss me off oh, because be it's fair, not I do think working. this is probably the worst it gets. Oh, it is. This is the worst scene in the film, I think, even in terms of the humour as well. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, they they try far too hard to set up the gag. Oh, I didn't mean to cap your balls. Jesus Christ. Like, and, I want and again, to... they, I mean, they double and triple down on it. Yeah. Now, that is the point where I text you when I was watching this and saying, I'm like 20 minutes in. Can I yeah. please stop? Because I've written it in the notes here as well. I'm like, I think I may have to stop. This is hurting. <laughs> like that is that gag is painful. Yeah, absolutely. It's that is awful, awful writing. Um, and I mean, the thing is, it's 
as a scene, it's it's fucking Joe Exposition anyway. Mm. So they could have done it in so many better ways. I mean, the fact that no, they they, they go in to to interrogate him about the deal um, to syndicate Happy, uh, the Happy Time Gang. So no, they talk to him about the money and stuff like that. That's all fine, but they could have read that from a press release while they're in the car doing, going to go somewhere else because that would have been more fucking interesting. The the only reason this scene exists is so they can hammer home that gag. Yeah, definitely. And it just it is it's annoying because the scene. The scene itself is is poor. I mean, again, Melissa McCarthy is good, and the fact that she's how she has somebody to react to is great. The, um, but it just it doesn't work. And even though it's you know it's again it's that you no know, tap you on the shoulder, look over there gag where yeah. you know you do that and they do something behind your back. So he doesn't know what to do behind his back. So then he just throws a fucking mahogany ball at his head and says, oh, "I've never knocked a guy out with his own balls before." Ha 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 ha! Aren't I clever? Wink wink. And it's just like you could have done that in so many better ways just by not having that scene. Yeah, and it's you probably terrible. probably saved yourself a day of shooting as well. Yeah, awful. Um, we don't. You're right. We don't need the scene uh, other than for the gag, which is dreadful. Um, yeah. We. I mean, if we the get... gag was funny, you'd have known you'd have appreciated it. But the, yeah, the gag but doesn't it's work. Not, no. Then we get this sort of. They go to like the the card game or whatever it is to like the. It's like a den of iniquity, basically, isn't yeah. it? To go to, um, and we get the revelation that she has a puppet liver yeah um right okay questions yeah first and foremost how does that work why is that important how do puppets exist in this world what are the consequences of having a puppet liver uh right all of those questions okay let's pretend i'm just gonna put that aside i can't because it's massive but let's pretend i'm just gonna put that aside why the fuck do we not know that all fucking ready because it explains a lot it it does, and I mean, I I had the same thing. I mean, I, no, I'm I'm diabetic, so you no, know, the whole thing about you no know, having this extreme sugar and the fact it would kill humans and all that. So that's your pancreas, not your liver. Your pancreas makes yeah. your insulin. So yeah, let's it's... let's start with that. But yeah, you know, the, again, this whole thing. Why why does why do pixie sticks you know puppet pixie sticks kill humans? Why yeah. no why why is it why are they addictive for puppets? That's there the needs key, to isn't be it? Some, why... There needs to be something to that. There needs to be a reason for that. So then there's a consequence for her, other than if, you, if you're lying to us and you sniff it, you'll die. Well, why? How will she die? What, yeah. and it... what go, What's going on? Oh, what is the yeah. thought process there? How does that work to a point where we feel... Because at this point, you know, we should be starting to warm to her because she, you know, they are genuinely starting to work, to work together and they are you know, not just basically calling each other dicks every two seconds. Now, th- there, is a, there is a point to them all of a sudden. So no, the fact that he says if you do it, you know, if you're lying to us, you'll die. Not because we'll kill you, because that'll kill you. We now need to know though. We need to understand how that works, what the peril is, other than just she's going to die. Yeah. So we right. So there's that. I agree. We need to know that. We also need to know, like again, what are the mechanics of puppets in this world for her to be able to have a puppet liver transplant? Well, because when they're pulled apart, they just organs. No, just they just look. Yeah, and and we saw that when Phil's brother was pulled apart. So and and when that, the um the when they were all killed in the in the store with the, the shotgun, they yeah. all just exploded into feathers and fluff. Right. So, so that where's the fucking work. liver? Yeah, that doesn't work. Then, as you rightly pointed out, why are the pixie sticks addicted to puppets? Okay, why does why does the the rabbit at the start right, Mister Bumbly Pants? Why does he like shit glittery eggs? Okay, why are the puppets addicted to sugar? It's because. Again, like in Roger Rabbit, they seem to be this otherworldly, happy, clappy race, which hmm. is fine and works with what you want to do with all of the R-rated stuff. That's fine. But then you need to give us that instead yeah. of just this seed. We have to have the contrast for the CD underbelly in order for the CD underbelly to work. Yeah. We have to see the daytime puppets like the Happy Time Gang 
right? That should be on the air, if you like. Then we should be seeing what they're doing all day, every day, or we should yeah. be seeing what, what the replacement for that is. Or maybe there's a puppet town because they're this kind of separate entity almost because they're frowned upon by society. Maybe they're all in a puppet camp somewhere. And maybe when you go in there, they're so fucking stupid and happy and hyped up on sugar, sugar sorry, that they don't realize that this is bad for them. You know, yeah. just like Toontown in Roger Rabbit. We need that for yeah. any of this to work. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. It makes Absolutely no right. Fucking sense. No, whatsoever. And yeah, it's the the that's that's the, my biggest problem is that there's so many gaps in their world building. Yeah, it's completely. completely. So just, no, it's it's almost as if they've gone right. Well, this will be really funny, and this will this will get us a laugh, and this will this will advance what story we've got. But it doesn't. If people think about it too much, now nah, they won't. Just puppets will be fine. We'll get away with it. And if we don't, we'll throw in a gratuitous sex scene, and that'll be fine. And and look, that would work if this was a sketch on SNL for five yes. minutes, but it's yes. not. It's an 80-minute fucking film. Um, now, again, I think they reach for something quite good here, and they almost pull it off with this whole gender politics scene with Melissa McCarthy. And it's yeah. really good because it, no no slight against Melissa McCarthy, but not only, obviously, is she female, she's also very large. Okay, yeah. so she is she is a figure of fun for these puppets. And yeah. I get And we'll get like, that again later on as well. Yeah, and I, I I think flipping that is excellent because she, she handles herself well in an action scene as well. That's that's a note yeah. I've got later on. She's, I was gonna say I, I was really shots. impressed with the um with, with given how difficult it is to to pull off a fight scene, to pull it off where you've got puppets involved. And yeah. it's not just a case of the person being no, the person fighting them holding them. Yeah. They, no, the, the the puppet actors are there as well. So to have to deal with that side of it as well as dealing with you know, the action and the acting and all the rest of it, that no, that takes some doing. And, I, and credit to uh, to Miss McCarthy and to, to Brian Henson for the way that comes across and yeah. the, the puppet team that works really well. The problem is again, like, we don't really know what. No, she's like she starts kicking. No, she kicks one and trips it up, and she kicks another one in the head, and she punches one. Why does that knock them out? They're they're soft. They don't have bones. Yeah. But but before even all of that, my main problem with this scene is like they're, they're bringing gender politics into it, you know, and she's and she's loading it as well. You know, she's giving it all ah, bitches be crazy. And, it, you know, it's, you almost expect her to call Sam Jackson on him and be like, call me bitch again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like and, and that they almost get there, but they don't quite. And what they do have is subtle as a fucking house brick. Where yeah. she's like, "Woo, bitches be crazy because I'm hopped up on the dots." Like, just play her. Look, we've already mm. seen that she can be a nasty piece of work. So if you want to do this and you want to empower her in the scene, then give her that. Make her fucking cold. But Don't... not only that, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna go down the road of having this scene, where does it go? Yeah. What's the point? What's the because... point? Well, this is the thing. It's just there for that gender politics, and that would be fine. If it, if in that case it was more subtle and it was yeah. sewn throughout, rather than just this one scene where they beat you over the head with it. Well, well, that's what I mean. There's, there's no payoff to it, other than the fact that they get a scene out of it. And, and I mean, th when you think about it, this is low-hanging fruit. Phil's a puppet, so he's frowned upon because he's outside of society. She's yeah. clearly a very good detective. She could be frowned upon because of her gender. Yeah. There you go. There's your odd couple straight away. But they yeah. never, they never carry that through with her. And if that's if that was something that they don't want to acknowledge, then that's absolutely fine. That's as valid as anything to say, well, it doesn't matter that she's a woman. Because, yeah. of course, it doesn't. But the fact but they don't that they have draw the attention to it, yeah, means that it just feels wrong. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, we don't know how much ended up on the cutting room floor. 
um, be that of the script or of the actual film. Uh, so there, no, there may have been you no know, more work done at that. Now that something may have happened with that, but we just haven't seen it, haven't heard it. Um, so I mean, you know, we, that may be something that we need to think about as well. But in reality, yeah, the whole the whole point of that scene is lost because it doesn't fucking go anywhere. No, no way. Um, and then the next scene is just this. This should be funny. The jizz scene should be funny. Yeah. But it's not because it they just completely mishandle it. It goes on for too long. It yeah. gets too ridiculous. It's too juvenile. And look, it's a jizz scene, so of course it's juvenile. But it's the the only one of the only genuine laughs I had in this whole film did come in this scene, but it wasn't from the puppets. Again, it's Maya Rudolph, who is just the best thing yes. in this film, where yeah. she completely blanks everything that's going on behind her and yeah. just gets the cleaning product out from under the desk and bangs yeah. it on the desk. Completely droll. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And um, yeah, like the th- I mean, the thing with the, with the sex scene, again, we, we've seen it in Team America. Um, you know, so we, we, we've seen the whole gratuitous puppet sex thing whereby it goes on far too long and it's far too, it's you know it's far too graphic and you could never show it on actual television or on actual, on actual film product because it would become porn. Um we saw that with 365 days where it was just softcore porn. Yeah. Um at the expense of story and everything else. So you don't you don't need it you can allude to the fact that they're fucking in the back or you can you can do all sorts with you know with silhouettes and outlines and all sorts if you if you really want to go into that while they're all waiting in the lobby you can just see stuff going on through the window they're trying to you know, they're trying to work out what's going on because they can they can't quite make it out. You you make a joke out of that, but the whole fucking silly string thing where there's just jizz going everywhere for about four fucking hours. It's just that's like, seriously that's you, the problem. You don't need it because if you have no, even if you have it, and you know, there there have been fucking millions of jizz jokes throughout the history of film, and you just get to the point where you're like, right, okay, I don't feel there's anything new here. This has just been done to a long to a longer degree not even a better degree or a higher degree, just a longer uh, period. So people will remember, and people will talk about that scene where the puppet comes everywhere. Now, the better scene for me is, you can, you know, you can, as I say, you can allude to it in all sorts of different ways because they're puppets. You can get them to where the fuck you want, but you don't have to be explicit with it. And then to a point where they, they, they do all go into the, you know, they go back into the back room where they go to arrest him and they just drops down on, on, from the ceiling onto his shoulder. And that's a better guy because you wouldn't then be expecting it because you haven't seen 19 gallons of jizz. That's the thing. It's the it's the going for the nineteen gallons of jizz again. Is that just being juvenile rather than yeah. being funny? It's the twelve-year-old yes. boy version of this joke, and I can't believe we're saying that. Yeah, you know, when that, we're calling rich. something juvenile. But again, like the funnier gag here, I think you're right about having them do all kind of weird, crazy shit. You know, that only puppets could do, hanging off fans, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, fine. Okay, have the shadows. Do the fucking Austin Powers shadow gag if you want. That's fine. It's always funny. Okay, they're puppets, so you can do it. Um, I mean, break the fourth wall and see fucking actual hands in there as well. That would be funny, yeah. I think. Um, but the real missed opportunity, bearing in mind everything that we've seen so far, is why don't they come glitter? Well, yeah. That's if, if pixie sticks are a thing for them and bumbly shits glittery eggs, why aren't they just jizzing glitter everywhere? Yeah. You know, um, or at least some, some sort of fucking rainbow colored silly string. Yeah. You know, there's, there's all sorts of ways this gag works better than it does. Instead, yeah. it just comes across as juvenile. And then they don't stick the land in either because clean up on aisle Phil yeah. doesn't even make sense. No. 
I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's meant to be. I don't understand that line. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, I don't know. I get, you know, I get that it's something you say at a supermarket, yeah. but they're not at a supermarket. Well, I mean, it has been done before, whereby um, I think it was a Family Guy where they were trying to um, potty train Stewie, and he um, somebody called there was a cleanup on aisle two, implying that he shat himself. So again, I get that, but what aisle fill? Exactly, it, it, it makes yeah, it, it doesn't fucking carry. And again, it's done for effect. It's done to you know to emphasize the fact that you no, know, they've made a mess and all the rest. Of it. But we've just seen that. We don't need to worry about that. Again, the, you know, the, the, there's a better gag, possibly involving you know getting the you know getting a cleaner in or something, just mm. something that suggests that this is a place of business where which is now covered in cum. It just yeah. doesn't fucking work. The 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 jizz in her hair as she's walking away is relatively funny. But yeah. again, that's because it's subtle. It's subtle and it's you know nothing's done with it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, awful scene. Uh, it is not half as funny as it thinks it is, but Maya the, Rudolph is fucking the, hilarious. As in say, it. The scene outside is funnier than the scene inside. Oh, the scene outside and had me in bits. That, I thought that it was, was great. Pretty, and then again, where where you know they go back, they go back in. He's smashed a window and done a runner, and just the the, the just drips down from the from the ceiling, lands on um, the FBI agent's shoulder, and Maya Rudolph is straight there with the spray and the wipe. Yeah. That is fucking genius, and that is all you need from that scene. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and then, thankfully, we get that fucking horrible taste out of, out of our mouth straight away because here comes Elizabeth Banks. Thank fuck. Now, why is she only being introduced to us now, bearing in mind how important her character is going to be? Well, yeah, because um, I mean, we saw... I mean, I kind of get what they're trying to do. They... They introduced the whole gang in one go, where you had the trailer showing in the in the diner and the brother talking about being syndicated. So we've seen her, but they've spent far too much time. And the, the way it's set up is they're going from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. Well, surely, you know, if if you think they're in danger, you're not you're not going to say, right, we'll go and see her on Tuesday. We'll wait yeah. till Thursday to go and see but them. Even, you're on the fucking phone straight away. Even more so than that, it's not even working down the list. Phil, this is somebody that we are led to believe Phil cares for a great Correct. deal. He should be there immediately. That be that's, yeah. what, that's what I was going to say next. That she should be the no. His brother's dead. Bumbly Pants is dead. Clearly, they're they're targeting the Happy Time Gang. She's the fucking one. Yep, absolutely. So, no, without no, without going to find Coach Bongo or whatever his fucking name was, without worrying about anybody else. It's oh shit. A, she's the only human, mm-hmm. and it's you know, if somebody's killing the cast, and no, quite really, no, quite realistically. She's going to be slightly more uh, more killable than these because the Muppets can take a bit of a fucking beating. Yeah. Plus, she's the woman he loved. So why in the fuck is he not straight down there? I mean, it's just that for me. Never mind the human thing. Even she's the woman he loves. Like yeah. she's his poison. Why isn't he straight there? Now, having said all of that, I'm glad we do get her for the short time we do because she's wonderful. She always yeah. is. And. I just, I can't help it. As soon as she opens her mouth, I just can't help but wish somebody gave her a pop at Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because she, because that's who she's playing, essentially. Um, yeah. And she's doing it very, very well. Uh, don't get me wrong. I spoke at length about how good a job I think Margot Robbie does, but she absolutely nails Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. She's just channeling her for this, for this fucking scene and a bit that she's in. Yeah. Um, She's fucking great. She's always fucking great. Um, now we get our flashback. Yeah. Why here? Why? I don't know. I, I couldn't work that out when I watched it. 
It makes no sense to put it here. Even if you want the flashback later on, this doesn't seem like the right place to do it. Um, Now, so let's get into it then. So the whole issue is that there's a human shield situation and uh, Phil Phil needs to take a shot at a puppet that's holding Melissa McCarthy hostage. He misses and it, it shot ricochets and hits another puppet. Yeah. In no world is that his fault. No. That right, that is not he took the shot. So he did everything that he could do. The fact that it ricocheted yeah. is not his fault. Okay. But it is the not, fact that he missed, you know, shit happens. But and it's it, not I mean, painted it, like he missed on purpose. Well, it is that's not the thing. That I mean, this is it. I, I can't remember if this follows straight or if this follows a little bit later on. But um we've we've had the the um the newspaper cuttings where you know, in in some fucking newspaper somewhere, he's he's lauded as a top marksman, but he's still only using a fucking handgun mm. with a moving target in a high pressure situation. It, yeah, where and, and let's be fair, you know, the, the shot he had to take, the the thing wasn't that big, the, the puppet wasn't that big that he had to hit. So no. it, you know, it stuff happens, and no, that in in no universe would that you no know, would that be his fault, but. The way it's then set up, and we we find out. I can't remember if it's through the flashbacks or however it's done. It's done with um, it's done with newspaper uh, clippings. But I can't remember when it is. But there's a thing that you no, know, she testifies against him, and there's a headline that you no know, puppets don't won't shoot other puppets. Well, why the fuck not? So because he he did he did shoot another puppet. He just he did, missed. exactly. He did shoot another puppet. Okay, so he did kill another puppet. But there's also again. In no world, not in the real world and not in any fictional world that makes an ounce of sense, do you have a cop's partner shoot, have to shoot the cop, right, accidentally, mind you, in order to take out the bad guy, which he does, okay? They apprehend the bad guy. She goes to hospital. She gets patched up. She survives. That is part of the line of duty. I'm sorry, yeah. as harsh as that sounds, they all know that going in. They're partners, they know, and they're close partners at this point as well. Yeah. They're not just like two people that work together. They're like proper fucking Riggs Myrtle partners. They're yeah. like, they're living in each other's pockets. Like, no way does she turn on him just because he missed that shot. She survived. No. I do not buy for a second that she it, instantly hates him. But it wasn't even... No, I got this wrong, but I didn't think it was him that shot her anyway. It was when she was struggling with the other puppet that she got shot. I think it might have been, yeah. Yes, so, I think you're again, right. Again, yeah. it's, it's, it's doubly not his fucking fault. Yeah, he took the shot. Yes, yeah. it missed. But, but he took no the way... shot. And, and, he, and like you say, in what world does he miss on purpose only for it to ricochet and take out a perfectly innocent bystander, be that human or puppet? That makes no sense and it is a real reach just for us to get our third act rug pull a yeah. real reach there are a million other ways you could have got this rug pull yeah uh, and, and to be honest i don't think you needed the rug pull at all no. uh, not in the sense that we got it anyway you definitely need those two characters yes yeah uh, but it could have just been enough that they were in a relationship together and needed to off everyone else take a big pot of money and fuck off into the sunset yeah didn't need to be that, avenged that thing. works just fine that works absolutely fine and Again, I think the the temptation has been here to try and make it as complicated as it possibly can because they, at, at its heart, they are still trying to write, write, a, write a noir mystery. So they need lots of suspects, and they need um, no. When you get to that end point, they, they they need lots of plausible explanations. But this one just seems to be such a fucking stretch. It is a stretch, definitely. So so the flashback, 
doesn't work. No, it raises far more questions. And I think because, again, because we've never seen them be Riggs and Murtaugh, we've never, no, we've never seen them in a situation where they are looking out for each other, where they have got each other's backs. When no, be, no, before the film, before the, the, so the narrative of the film starts, we never got to see that. So this this has no fucking tragedy to it. Nope, exactly. And so it no, doesn't and, work. And again, no, the, the whole the whole shtick of you know of of him missing on purpose that, that doesn't mean anything because we've not seen him be an expert marksman we've not seen him be you know perform in a high pressure situation whereby well he hits so 99 times out of 100 we've never seen that so why why can anybody assume that this is you no know, a this was deliberate and b this was uh, no this was a puppet thing this is just no this is just a cop missing a shot we don't know enough about him as a cop to be able to buy the rest of it no no we don't um and and then they also they bring it back at the end and they do well when they bring it back yeah. but they don't make enough of it throughout like this should be him now refusing to use guns yes if this is going to be your thing this is like no i don't shoot people yeah that's that's his thing now like he can't bring himself to do it that's what it should be yeah and actually the more i think about it now maybe subconsciously he doesn't but that's never addressed we never see him have to take a shot do we yeah, he shoots at the van when um, George Bongo gets shot. Oh, there you go then. So it doesn't work. So yeah, he, he he does shoot, uh, and at that point, and again, you know, you'd have the argument of whether he's shooting at a person or a muppet. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter because he doesn't know he's shooting at a van. Yeah, but you no, know, taking out no shooting that van or taking or shooting at a tire or shooting an engine block that could that will hurt whoever's inside, be they human or puppet. It doesn't yeah. matter. He takes he still takes that shot. So he's not even so fundamentally damaged by it that he has yeah. a reason for it to, it to be an issue. Yeah, so that doesn't work. The, the flashback comes too late and doesn't work. It needs to be earlier, needs to tie into the story better. Um yeah. so then and it, cut- it needs to be it needs to be immersed as well. So the flashback needs to, to relate to the story, but the story needs to relate to the flashback in, in yes. probably a more important way. Because yes. that should be informing his character in a way that nothing else has so far. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so then we cut back out of the flashback and we're back with Jenny. Uh, yeah. It's the two of them in the alley and she gets blown up. Yeah. Now, again, I really like this scene though, where the two of them, no, it's, 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 a, it's a nice talky scene whereby they, no, they're talking about a shared history. They're talking about them as characters rather than them. And it, it works. You know, it's, it's a really nice scene. No, again, Elizabeth Banks is always brilliant. I, I fi- find very few things I can falter in. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those, it's too little of what we need to to actually make us give a fuck about it's, the characters it's too little and it's too late like we've literally just met jenny two scenes ago yeah like we like the half a fuck about her is because she's elizabeth banks yeah honestly that is that is the only reason i give even half a fuck about this character otherwise i wouldn't care yeah so you know and look, we both like elizabeth banks maybe some people don't really know she is especially younger people that are watching the you know, not to say she's old because she's not, but you know what I mean. People that, that weren't there at her, her ascent then, if you like, yeah. um, maybe just like, well, that's that's just the blonde lady. Do you know what I mean? Or that's the one from the Hunger Games, probably is more likely, isn't it? But yeah. you know, I like, know, I know old she is. she's forty-six. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, but there's going to be you know teenagers watching this, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, you know, what I'm saying is she's not. She's not a megastar of the caliber of, say, Melissa McCarthy. So there are going to no. be people that, like to us, she is, but not to everybody. Yeah. So there's going to be people that don't have that instant connect. So th- there's just not enough work put into that character for for it to pay off when she dies, um, which is a shame because, it, as we said, he should have gone straight there anyway. We should have yeah. spent more time with her. Yeah, okay. Definitely. So then somehow Phil becomes a suspect. Well, he was a suspect anyway. They, they, um, 
they I can't remember what it, it, they, there was already he was he was a suspect anyway because the FBI got involved after his brother after Bongo died. Yeah. I was saying I'm saying Bongo like I know that was his name. I can't fucking remember. The, it is um, something the, the, like the, that. The, 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 the purple coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that washes up. Um, no, no, no. That was um, that was a different one again. I'm talking about the one who who ran the den of iniquity who got. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So he he was a suspect after that. He was named. That's why the FBI turned up during the fucking scene. Um, and so yeah, so I, I mean, so he's a suspect after that. How the fuck the police were on the scene the second that car blew up? And those police immediately knew that was him because they announced over well, the thing, is, give it up, Phillips. This Doesn't is what I'm getting sense. at. This is what I'm getting at. It's not that he is a suspect. Like, yeah, I get that the FBI showed yeah. up and he was he's a black man in L.A. essentially. So I get that. Yeah, yeah not only that, he's 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 a black man in L.A. In LA who is, has been at the scene of three murders. Yeah, right. I get that. Yeah. But there is no logical reason at all for him to be treated as a suspect. No, it just isn't. It makes no narrative. It, it it at least has to look suspicious. Yeah, and it doesn't. Like they yet they have no reason to suspect him at all. No, um, none whatsoever. So and actually, the fact that I mean they 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 said um, you were present at all the murders. He wasn't present when his brother was murdered. He turned up after the cops were there. Afterward, yeah, yeah. Because he he basically shoved them aside to go in. And again, yeah. we we didn't mention actually, but Melissa McCarthy's line in that scene when she comes in, so holy fuck, somebody had a pinata party. Yeah, that was one of the ones. I, as I was, as I watched it quite late last night, and I, I literally spat my water out. She throws out a lot of one-liners, with the exception of what is what is it she says? What's the what's the catchphrase they give her? I've forgotten it already because it's so bad. I can't remember. Is it shit cakes? Holy fucking shit cakes, or something like that? I can't remember. Fucking terrible. But with the exception of that, she throws out a lot of one-liners that you just you know. And I like this is conjecture, but you they you just know you can feel it in your bones. They aren't in the script. She's yeah. just rocked up on set and just th- like pinata party. I'm convinced she just threw that one out there. And yeah. there's stuff she does in scenes as well later on, yeah. which just comes out of nowhere with her. Um, you know, we get we get this scene with the two of men in the car on the way to stake out the journey, and they're bonding, and that's nice. More of that yeah. we needed. Uh, the radio gag is terrible with the phone, but the, yeah. the two of them bonding. That's Again, good, th- but there's two parts of that. So the, the whole thing whereby they're getting really, they're really fucked off, and the whole thing about them getting angry and not knowing what's going on, to a point where she shoots the radio. That actually didn't bother me too much. It was then the way they threw it away, and oh yeah, there's my phone in her fucking hand. Yeah. That's the bit that bothered me because it, again, it made no logical sense. It didn't track with what had happened in the rest of the scene. No, no, definitely. I mean, up until um, that point, I was entirely on board with it. No, the whole thing of having a shit ringtone and arguing about that, and it's that petty bickering shit which people do, especially yeah. when you're on road trips and stuff. I get that, but yeah, they just kind of threw away the end of it. Yeah. So, but it. It's stuff that had the work gone into this relationship from the start, yeah. I would really be rooting for these characters right now because I'm starting to warm to her at this yeah. point. Um, and then we get we get this kind of uh, scene where they're going around the diner and the reveal of the kids had me fucking creased. I thought yeah. that was brilliant where they're just hearing the screams and they bust it because they, they're kissing cousins and they bust yeah. in the kids have got like one eye. And, yeah, it was and one they, eye, it was got three. Yeah, and and again, that's the kind of humor that it's funny first and it's offensive second. Yeah, and that and don't get me wrong, it is offensive, but it's it's funny first. It is, that's and then the they, again, they follow it with a really good one-liner. Where and again, I don't know whether it's in the script where she closes the door and he's like, "What? What did you see?" He's like, "I think we need to call children's services." Yeah, again, it's just so fucking deadpan and so completely removed from the fact that 
you do have these um even for for a muppet world these freak children yeah you know that you no know, to just come out with with come away with that line i thought was brilliant and again it's the sort of thing that you would you expect possibly too much sometimes but no it was just one of those that you've had no you've had your setup you've had your reveal and then they double down on it and yeah. then they move on and that's and fine then move on. And, but and then, then they... the following gag from that is fucking horrendous where they're mishearing each other and they're no they're mistranslating and it's just that you don't need this right now i agree the mishearing is not funny but again and i swear this is ad-libbed i've made a note that i think it's ad-libbed she absolutely sticks the landing in the scene where the scene's pretty much finished and she just snaps off you look like a gloved vagina yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's uh, fucking great and again it just feels like it really feels natural enough that she just spat it out at again, the end and of the, take. the thing is it's because we've had so many um we've had so many scenes here which are or so many gags which are half finished and we talked earlier on about the cow and bumbly pants and the the firefighter and it's like it's you almost sort of suspect and because it feels like it's ad-libbed as well you get the impression that they've 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 left it at that point they've left it where, where they're sort of mishearing each other and that's the joke and she's gone, the scene doesn't fucking finish. The scene needs to end. Oh, that's definitely how it feels. It feels like Cut has been called and she's yeah. just thrown it out. That's how the delivery feels. Yeah. But because of that, it, it just catches you off guard as a viewer. It's very funny. And that, yeah. that is full Especially credit because to they, Yeah, because they've been whispering and mouthing and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, pro it's probably the funniest line just because it comes out of nowhere. And it's yeah, not the oh, content definitely. of it, it's the delivery. It's the delivery, it's not... it absolutely is. Yeah, it's, it's her performance of it, it is. Like, it's a, it's a funny-ish line, but it's the just just the sheer off-handedness of it's, it, isn't it? It's the sort of thing that, you know, you do with your mates when you're fucked off and you've had a couple of beers and you just want to say something ridiculously stupid yeah. to prove a point. It's yeah. that. It is. Fact, it's we've, having we've the done last that, word. We've done that plenty of times. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's the last word. Yeah, it, that's what it is, isn't it? It's like, I am going to have the last word and you are going to laugh at it because yeah. that's what I'm going. That's what it is. It's not just having the last year. It's de-escalating the situation because it's so ridiculous as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and she does that perfectly. Unfortunately, she then follows it up with the FBI agent with an asshole says what? Yes. Really? Like, is this 1993? What happened here? This is, this is fucking Lorne Michaels, isn't it? Yeah, like no, what this the is Wayne's world fuck? shit. Yeah, I like I, I don't know where that came from. It's a shame no. because the film was starting to get good. I it felt I've enjoyed the last up. scene. And again, the rest of this scene, the bit with oh no, put the guns down. They are done. Put the guns down. And that whole thing, it's that's got a very Muppet feel to it. Yeah, it's just that slightly surreal, slightly stupid, no, just a bit slapsticky. And I I enjoyed that. And then as you say, they just you've got this whole thing of oh. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't really I don't really like that anymore. And it just there were too many bits like that for me. And so I the the bit with the glasses I thought was a, was a nice touch. Didn't fucking go anywhere, but it was a nice touch which was silly enough to to belong in a Muppet movie. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. then they ruin it. Um yeah. But then they do pull it back. The scene where they basically discharge her and she storms out of the police station. And this is the scene I've been alluding to all along where she's just clearly, they've put the camera on and just yeah. went, yeah, you're annoyed, leave. And she walks yeah. past the guy and she's like, that's my fucking charger. And she picks up the pot yeah. plant. And as she's walking out, she's like, should have fucked you. It's, yeah. it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. She's absolutely and, and he, brilliant. Yeah, and, and the guy she says that to, who's like, oh, it's not too late. I think he was the air marshal in Bridesmaids, so she ended up fucking, wasn't she? Wasn't yeah, he? yeah. Um, but even before that, you had the scene before that where um, they're in the behind the two-way mirror and um, the, uh, the Sandra White is doing her uh, her interview where she sort of says, oh, yeah, you, we they were having an affair. And you, yeah, yeah. You do the basic instinct. And again, now that 
works relatively it's well. I, I think if you can see what they're playing for. It works. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're watching this and you're 15, you're like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, but, you know, for, for, it, 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 play, it plays well. But, you know, and it's obviously it's quite important later on. We, you know, we, we get the setup for that. And that's fine. But it, again, it just seems like too, there's too much talking in it, but not enough is said. And especially with Phil, when you when you're on our side of the mirror, when she you know they're watching her being interviewed, it it's just like he's going through the motions of protest. He's like, oh well, this is clearly a setup. You can't believe this. It's like, well, you don't sound convincing to be honest. It sounds like you're just going, oh yeah, that's rubbish. I'd never do that. Yeah. And it's just, it, I don't know, it just doesn't sell for me. I thought no, the the bit on her side of the mirror was great. Now, the the interview with Joel McHale um, and the um, the the basic interview I thought was really funny. But yeah, it's like. Even when you're in the room with them, it's like no, Melissa McCarthy's protesting his innocence more than he is. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. I, I, that that bit didn't track, and that, for me, no. that's what spoiled that scene. But then you're right. You go into the, the next scene where you no, know, um, where she's walking out and she's no, that's my charger, and you're a bitch, and I don't really know you, but you could have been all right. Who knows? Should have fought you. Yeah, all this sort of stuff. And you're right. I, I, it sounds very ad libbed, and you no, know, how. The fact that most people are sat there stone faced and really trying not to laugh kind of says that. I think it's the woman she said that she's talking to when she's getting her stuff off her desk. Her face, she's like, no, she's just sort of sat there really fucking worried. And you can see her staring forward and she's going, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Yeah. And as soon as the camera goes, you just know she's fucking broken she's down. Priest. Yeah, it's I, it's just a great thing. The phone charger just yes. absolutely fitted up. Like, and that's the first thing she does, but it finished me. Just the way she yanks it out of his hand. Well, that's my fucking charger. And, and the thing is, I mean, we, we've all done that in work as well, where somebody's borrowed something and you, you want to rip into them. Yeah. But you don't for the sake of professionalism, for the sake of ongoing working relationships, and for the fact that you don't want to be seen as that guy. You don't yeah. do it, but I've had it before. I know I'd been away um, again. I'd been away to a course or something. I'd come back and my my fan had gone because it was fucking warm in the office, and it hadn't. It only gone to the next pod. I was like, "That's my fucking fan. I brought that from home. It's not a work one. That's fucking mine." Yeah. And r- rather than saying, "No, that's fucking mine. Buy your own fucking fan. You cunt. You just like can I my fan back, please." Yeah, and you know everybody has that sort of that sort of experience where there's something. It's a pen, it's a stapler, it's something, and it's just the fact that somebody has taken it without asking, and yeah. then presume to keep you no know, to keep it or to to keep on taking it. They bring it back, but then next time they need, it, they just come and nick it again. And everybody has it. So the fact she gets to do that, and you're right that 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 I, that came out of nowhere and that creased me. And then the whole bit about where she's she's talking. I think her name is Carol or Karen. I I don't think it was Karen. I think it was too early for that, but. The fact that you know, this thing about you know, I saw, I saw, I, saw, I saw, it was all ever since something happened, and it's just like, yeah, I, I don't even care about the rest of it now. It was just that bit with the fucking phone charger. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but, but yeah, that that's that whole scene I thought was brilliant. Well, I mean, from here on out now, the end doesn't quite work because we haven't had the work at the start, but yes. you feel like it could. But before we get there, the next five six minutes, you get the Melissa McCarthy and. Um, Maya Rudolph show and the yeah. film is just elevated 150 yes. percent. Like the scenes with the two of them in are fuck. I could watch them all day. Honestly, but, uh, they are fantastic yeah, I mean, together. The, the thing is as well because there's such a contrast in the characters. But Maya, like, there have been shows like this where you have somebody who's capable and then there's somebody who's the comic side of it who kind of bumbles through it and you know gets the laughs. But you kind of imagine her as being a little old lady, kind of snooping around a bit. And yeah. just you know, just saying the wrong thing at just the wrong time and accidentally stumbling across the whole plot. Yeah. 
Um, so I mean that yeah that that bit really worked for me. I think they they did re- the, the pair of them together are really good. The scene is really good. The reveal is really good. Um, so you no, know, we we find the secret room where you know because you always have the fucking murder room, don't you? Where then where everything's yeah, laid yeah. out in particular detail just in case you get caught. Um, but again, they play on that. So you no, know, whereas you have you've had that in so many films, and that's tropey as all fuck. You actually have the bit where it gets destroyed. So all of a sudden they haven't got any evidence. Or they had the evidence right in the palm of their hands and they blew it. Yeah. I mean, that's a really nice touch because, it, again, it feeds into that character of, of Bubbles. And then when you get to the next scene where she has, to, where Miss um, McCarley has to tell Phil that, yeah, we had the evidence and then it kind of got incinerated. Yeah. And having to see her squirm a little bit, that worked really well, especially because she's got nobody to fucking bounce off. She's got nobody to react to at that point. She's yeah. literally talking to a puppet that's not going to be doing anything. Yeah, or if I, if, I, if I was a puppeteer, I'd be trying to make her laugh. She works well with the puppets, but she I mean, it's just really well. There's the, just the chemistry be, between her and Rudolph, the way they're bouncing off each other as well. Like, it's got yeah. it, this section has some of the best lines as well. And it's again, it's some of the throwaway ones. Like, um, she kicks the door in and <laughs> and she doubles over. And I'm like, are you okay? She goes, I think I've ruptured my hymen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's a stupid throwaway line, but it's her delivery. Yeah, it's just it's just funny. And then you get what is what's the sex act? I forget what she called it though. She throws out the thing. Pilafing. 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 Yeah, that's it. And she says something about pilafing. And then the, the scene goes on. And Melissa McCarthy says something to her, like, what are you thinking about? She said, I think about pilafing all the time. Yeah. And it just, her delivery, again, is just hilarious. And then, of course, they bring that back around when we next come back to Phil. Yeah. And she says, oh, well, at least they didn't try and pilaf me. Yeah, you know, it's... but this is after we've had the scene we talked about earlier, where he's in the cell. One of them's holding up, one was beating the living yeah. fucker, and he's laughing because he hasn't got any bones. Bones. So how yeah. how can he feel pain in other scenes, and how can other people feel pain because of him? Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Your internal no sense logic is broken. Yeah, well that's the thing. Why do bullets hurt but punches don't? Well, yeah, because we presume they have any fucking nerves. Yeah. And at that point, how do they fuck? Because they haven't yeah. got any nerves. Exactly. So there's no nerve so endings to stimulate. None of it makes sense. Uh, none of it. Uh, but anyway, so so yeah, just wanted to to just draw attention to the fact that I think those scenes between those two yeah. just going on the stake. Look, fuck the puppets. I'll just watch. And I know they've been in loads of stuff together. I know. Okay, but, but I would. Just I mean, watch. they've never really had the opportunity. I mean, in Bridesmaids, um, they didn't have that much together. They had group scenes together, but I don't think they had any actual scenes together. Uh, no. Just two of them. Um, and like other stuff, one or other is a is a side is a side act is a side yeah. show. So they don't get the time on screen together to actually work together. And I think um, that the, just the dynamic here, the two characters as well, is yeah. it's just great. I, I wish we had more scenes with the two of them trying to free fill. There's a, there's a there's a film there on its fucking own, I think. Yeah. Um, well, certainly there's a fucking third act of it, not two uh, scenes. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, actually, I mean, we, yeah, we're into the third act now. Then, okay, so the the reveal happens. Okay, yeah. we get we get the reveal that. Um, Sandra. Sandra, yeah, she's she's the daughter, which yeah, yeah. That, that that works, works. that tracks. That's fine. I'll take yeah, it. That tracks. Yeah. But again, as we said, with the whole fucking flashback thing, there's no reason for Phil to feel any guilt about him being shot or for her to be out for vengeance or anything, really. Well, I but can, I can tracks. understand him feeling guilt because it was an accident. He didn't mean to kill him, it was an accident. So I can understand him feeling guilt. Yeah. But, but the no. whole thing of no, I no, yes, okay, she might. She might be a bit vengeful, but we need to know more. We need to see that character more as as the purple-headed child or the the, the evolution of the purple-headed child. Not We don't necessarily need to see her become Sandra White, but we no. need to see something that implies that there's some fucking threat there somewhere, that Phil is in danger because of this, or Phil has a response. Even if, you know, 
partly because we don't see enough of the flashback that we don't see them in court. We don't see him breaking down. We don't see her seeing seeing him on the news or anything where she finds out who he is. We get none of that. So this comes completely out of left field. And yeah, okay, you know, the reveal works, but the the motive isn't there. No, and it, and we'll come to the motive again at the end because that fucking changes. And and as we said when we talked about the flashback, like we don't we don't need this. There are other ways that you could have both of these characters, and she doesn't have to be a little girl whose father got shot in the head. Mm. She doesn't have to be. That's the bit that doesn't yeah, make sense can, to me. This whole yeah, she can just be somebody who's after the money. Yeah, we've but, already set the money the money up as a bit of a MacGuffin. The money and, is the reason they're being bumped off. And plus, at the end of the day, she's supposed to be a femme fatale. So there yeah. it is right there. She doesn't want vengeance. She wants money. Yeah. Money and power. That's a femme fatale. Like yeah, what? That's the whole point. But yeah. So they don't need it. But anyway, it does work. They don't need it, but it works. And actually, the majority of this third act does work because we do have all the information. It's just been given to us in the wrong order, which means that the first yeah. two don't. Um it's, you know, it's the wrong order in the wrong place, um, yeah. and, and the, wrong, the wrong timing. And I think that by the time we've had, we, the time we've got to previous reveals, there's too much water on the bridge for us to then reconcile with what that means for the early part of the film. And especially if you're on a first watch. Yes, okay, they alluded to the Phillips code, and he's the Phillips. But what the fuck mm-hmm. did he do? And by the time you get to the fact, no, to the flashback and the, the shooting and all the rest of it, we've forgotten about the fact there's a fucking law because of him. Yeah, exactly. Because so it... too much has gone on, and there's too much of a story going on. Again, that in itself could no that could be a story in itself this whole thing of the fact that he acts no that there's that he did something that then caused problems for other people or other muppets that could be a thing in itself and no, people would be aware of him people would resent him for what he did for the the impact he has had on other people we don't see any of that there are no there seem to be no consequences other than the fact that his partner can now have pixie sticks everyone no, muppets can't be cops and some psycho bitch wants to kill him yeah there, there are no wider consequences which given what happened and the aftermath of it especially the, the, the legal side of it there would be you no know, other puppets would be spitting at him in the street for what he did yeah yeah so so yeah it doesn't work going through but all the pieces fall into place here despite yeah. it just we don't care by the time the third act lands no. is the problem, but everything makes narrative sense. Now, yes. Phil wanted to go on his own. That makes sense. Yeah. It all works. This is Phil's mess. He's going to clean it up. Yeah. He's not going to put Connie, isn't it? Is it Connie? Yeah. Yeah, it's Connie. He's not going to put Connie in danger again. Yeah. So it's, and at this point, like I'm kind of, I kind of am rooting for him a little bit. It's a shame that this film has been so unfunny yeah. and I've cared so little about him all along because at this point I'm I'm starting to like and I know there's only like five minutes left, but now yeah. I'm starting to sit up and pay attention. Um yeah. so that that all makes sense. The Jenny reveal again makes sense. Yeah. But we've seen so little of her yeah. that it doesn't I just like meh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay then. Just a life great. Because it yeah, makes that's the sense. Thing. It, it it makes sense, but we we don't care because we she she's been sold as you know she was the she was the love of his life she's no she was it no was it she she's his poison or he's her poison or whatever no there's this there's this whole connection there this whole backstory which we don't get any of apart from no. this tiny half a scene which was really nice but it didn't go anywhere because they killed her um, and then yeah she pops up it, the narrative wise it works but we don't give a fuck and that was my big problem when I saw it the first time I was just like oh okay then. And I was more yeah. annoyed for not seeing you know, for not seeing it coming than I was that it, no that it was her. Yeah, it it makes uh, and actually we don't need her at all. We already no. have a femme fatale, uh, and she's not in it enough to be a red herring. 
Yeah, and that's that's what I was gonna say. She's not in it enough for us to to suspect anything is, is wrong with it. But also, they, they've just gone. Re- I mean, we've we've cut past the the murder of um, Goofer as well. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing of the wife, and the, so they tried to put it on. To, they tried to suggest it was the um, the kissing cousins and all that. But they they try. It's like they all they sort of half seeded it and then went and then forgot about it. Yeah, there just yeah. wasn't enough to allude to the fact there was anything there. So I mean, when the fact that you found um, the the cousins with the freaky deaky children. Um, find them decapitated in their bed. In, in their bed, uh, you then go, oh, okay, they're dead, and then you forget about it because it's been it's so, so throwaway yeah. that you just, you just, yeah, you just don't care. I mean, same thing with with the kid and the goober or goofer or whatever he is. He's goober. such a non-entity. Well, that's yeah, he's it. such and a non. The only the only thing about the death is that yeah, he mentions the wife, which we don't really go, we don't really follow. And yes, at this point, you go, oh yeah, the wife, fine. But the only good thing about Goofer was the way that they rang him out when he died. Yeah. Because he washed up on the beach. And uh, coming back to what we were talking about, but puppets getting wet earlier. Um, the fact that they said, oh, this isn't going to be pretty. And then they literally held either end and they rung him out like a fucking towel. Again, that had me in stitches. Yeah. Because it was fucking pointless. That's the thing, isn't it? I think a lot of the visual gags, with the exception of the, the come everywhere, a lot of the visual gags actually land. And a yeah. lot of the... A lot of the one-liners that are just off the cuff land. It's the scripted comedy that they just yeah. reach for, and they really reach for. It just doesn't land. Um, so yeah, we get we get the reveal there, but we haven't seen enough of Jenny. Then we get this action scene again with Melissa McCarthy, and like I said, she's got really fucking decent action chops, and it makes me yeah. kind of wish that you know. I know everybody loves noir. I love noir as well, but we've said that these two things are not blending at the moment. Yeah, and seeing seeing this action scene now at the end just makes me wish this was like a lethal weapon parody instead if they yeah. just lent right into the 80s buddy action cop comedy yes i think this it would have suited the level of comedy that they've got here the the broader style comedy much much better yeah and they can do like this scene is executed really well as we said the the direction and the way she's handling these puppets is superb. She's yeah. excellent in this scene. I, yeah. I, I just wish it was this instead. Well, I mean, this this is what the heat was. Yeah. She, you know, she's a foul-mouthed, brash... I haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah, so she, she's the foul-mouthed, brash, very masculine, very aggressive cop who likes the guns and the, you know, the, the explosives and all the gadgets and shit like that. And Sandra Bullock is a very conventional thinking cop whereby, you know, she, she doesn't like all that stuff. She's not into the, the violent side, but she wants, no, she wants to do, do She wants to be a force for good. And she realizes she has to change her style and they have to kind of meet in the middle and all that. that it, that's what that film was. And it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst film in the world. Um, there are far worse films that we've watched on the, uh, for this show. Um, but you know, it, it's it is what it is. But they they went. That's what they they went for. That's the effect they went for. Was this buddy cop movie? Um, yeah. And it it worked. And you can see it working here. It's just not enough of it. And it's I mean, say it's it's too little, too late. I gotta be honest. I, I've not seen the heat because I didn't think it looked very good. But if it's more of this, like you, you have just I mean, sold me on on giving it a whirl. It's been a while. I, mean, I saw it in the cinema. So no, no pressure. While. I'm not. I'm not going to hold you to this. But like, you just saying this is. Yeah, obviously something here rings a bell with you for the heat. So yeah. I'm now thinking, like, I may give it a go because Melissa McCarthy is excellent in this scene, uh, and I'll happily watch her doing more of this. So mm. I, I may, I mean, I may get it work. I, say it's, it's, I mean, it's it's been it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, no, this, it, that's the feel it has. Yeah. So so yeah, that that scene is excellent, and I wish I I feel like 
we're at the end, but only now have they actually decided what this film is. Yes, and they do and it very well. It's completely fucking different to what's happened in the last hour and ten minutes. Yeah, and then then we tie everything up with a repeat of the Human Shield, which yeah. works. It does Looks really work. well. Yeah, I just again earlier on we needed to see him struggling with a gun or something. Yes. But well, that's it. No, again, we've seen this in so many fucking films already, where cops cops won't shoot people. They're reluctant to use their guns. They, they um, yeah. and this guy has a reason. So yeah. that would have made sense. But we've seen him pull his gun out many times. We've seen him use his gun. So at this point, it's like, well, he clearly doesn't have a problem shooting things. It's just he missed and he's beaten himself up over it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's a really nice callback. And you no, know, we get we get some some interesting dialogue from um from Sandra where she's you no know, at this point now she's criticized you no, know, she's questioning his manhood and all the rest of it. And yeah, it's it's a really really good thing. We get the nice tracking shot with a bullet where if it comes out the gun, it slows down it. We get the nice little whip on it because you no know, because of the way the camera moves. So we get the whip and it just plants itself firmly in her forehead and she flies back. That's all great. And then we get some no, they try and ha- they try and get um Edwards and Phil to have a moment, but the dialogue is a bit too weak, the dialogue doesn't really work. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the moment is there, but they'd be better off just sort of, given how shit the dialogue was, they'd be better off saying nothing and just having a look. Yeah, I agree. Or um, just let them let them bounce off each other. Yeah, we get we get a fucking repeat as well of an asshole says what. And yes. then to make it worse, they explain it. Yes. And it's just prolonging the fucking agony. It's yeah. not funny. It is, and um, it's disappointing because the the scene. So we get the scene on the, the steps of the plane after he shot her, and that they have a moment. We get that, and then we have the scene where he's in. No, he's in the back of the ambulance, or by the ambulance getting checked out, and she's getting checked out elsewhere. And he asks her bubbles. That's all really nice. That works really well. And then to finish it on, he gets his he gets his badge back. They're going to try and repeal the the code, all the rest. Of it. No, and again, it's, no, it's not. We're going to repeal the code. I've asked if we can look at it. Because no, again, that feel that feels a bit more real, and given the time we're in, whereby nothing is as straightforward as it could be, that worked really well. But then they, yeah, to to repeat the asshole says what joke, and then to have to explain that as your closing gambit, that really fucked me up. Because as you said, it started to pick up at, until that point, and then it's kind of like they went, oh yeah, right. Well, what do we do? Um, oh fuck it, let's do that again. It'd be fine. I mean, you just end it on. Look here, you end it with. You end the relationship with Phil and, and Connie for this point anyway, because it you know it's been left open. It's not yeah. good enough for a sequel. It's been left open. So you, you tie all those notes up. We're going to repeal the Phillips Code, stuff like that. Phil agrees to go on a date with Bubbles. Bubbles yeah. is happy. Yeah. Cut to back at Phil's office. You hear bit. You hear Phil and Bubbles talking through the door, and then the jizz goes off. Credits. Because yeah. then it makes your jizz gag work. You know where that's coming from. Yeah. That's. That's if you have to go out on a gag. That's the gag you go out on. I, to be honest, I mean, as I said, it's a couple a couple of minutes ago we said it's, it seems to have found its niche. It seems to have found what it was, which is a, a buddy action comedy, yeah, a, a cop a cop action comedy. So go out on those two, having their moment. You know, having them have it. You've got your end. You've had your gag. You've shot her in the head. You no, know, just go out on being on them having a moment on on him asking bubbles out and like you no know, life moving on. Don't go, don't really hammer home the fact that you've got a really weak fucking gag that you didn't get a laugh out the first time because yep. it's not 1993 and this isn't Wayne's World. I mean, all you needed to do was just give them a running gag yeah. that you could go out on. Just give them a repeated line of dialogue, give something them, they call each them, other. I was going to say, give them fucking stupid nicknames or something. That no, yeah. they no, Just end it on that. Yeah. That, that, does the, that does it far better. 
that again if we had spent time with them at the beginning when yeah. they were friends you could have set up then they don't use those call give them call signs nicknames whatever yeah. you want and then they, they don't finish use right that the all end. the way through and they finish with that yeah even to a point where to be honest i mean they they've been such bastards to each other all the way through the part with the point where they call each other partner for, just leave that until right at the end. There's an acknowledgement of the the relationship is being re, uh, is being rebuilt. Yeah, ha, no, just have that. So we don't even they don't even need to try and think of anything clever. It's just build up on the fact that they were partners and now they're not and they fucking hate each other. And by the you know and at the end they acknowledge that actually they are still partners regardless of the fact he's not on the force, regardless of the fact that all the shit has gone on, they are still partners and they're willing to admit that to themselves. That's yeah. a better ending. Or you have them both beaten up, which they are at this point, beaten yeah, up yeah. bloody, tending to their wounds. Phil pulls a pixie stick out of his pocket and they share yeah. a pixie stick. Yeah. They get fucked up on a pixie stick because they're both in pain. They've both been through hell. Yeah. And it can affect her the same way that it affects him. So yeah. they get fucked up on a pixie stick. Yeah, there's Something a sh- there's like a, there's that. There's a shared experience. There's a there? shared experience, yeah. So there are, yeah, they screw the pooch at the end. Um which isn't it's, surprising because they've been screwing it since minute one. No, but it was it was almost there though, wasn't it? They yeah. almost don't get me wrong. It was never going to be great. No, uh, I don't. I don't know if it was ever going to be. Was it? Well, I mean, it, you know, we could have really enjoyed it. It could have been something like I was saying was excellent. But from from the opening five minutes, you know what you're in for. But I feel like the last third, they kind of almost almost pull it back around to the point where it's eh. It's all right. Yeah. And then they just screw it again at the end. Um, I mean, for me, like the big problem is that it is painfully unfunny. Yeah. Painfully, painfully unfunny. Um, save for the save for the few gags that are that do land, the majority of the time it is painfully it hurts to watch it. Yeah. Um but other than that, you know, narratively, and you know, as a as a screenplay and as a as a film and as a story, like all of the elements, everything is here. Like it, all of the elements are in place. The screenwriter clearly knows what he's doing. He knows what he needs. Yeah. But it's just all in the wrong order, and it just feels half-assed. The yeah. whole thing just feels half-assed. Um, and it, it doesn't help. You alluded to this earlier, but the big thing for me is that it doesn't help that we've seen all of this before. Yeah. And we've seen all of it better. You know, we've had Team America. We've had Avenue Q. We've had Meet the Feebles. Even. Yeah. All of those do this better. The one yeah. central conceit, they do better. So for this to stand out, what it needed to do was play on the strength of its leads. This needed to be about Phil and Connie. And I yeah. genuinely think that would have been an excellent film. If it was a buddy is... between the two of them, it would have been great. Yeah, I was going to say, there is a very definite movie in there between those two. And I mean, it's interesting you said that because I've, I've got some some um, some background on it in front of me. And all of the reviews that I've got here say the same thing. The concept is great. The whole, no, the, the, the merging of the two worlds is great. The execution is poor. I mean, um, let's see. Uh, so Chris, Chris Nash, Nashawadi um, stated the cogn- cognitive dissonance of Kitty fr- uh, franchise characters dropped into an extremely adult situation should set off taboo sparks like it did in Team America, but mostly it feels like a promising idea that was poorly executed. And yeah. that seems to be the general consensus. That it should have been great. There was all of the ingredients were there. The melting pot was there. They just didn't fucking do it. They didn't. They didn't go far enough. And it's like they, as we said earlier, it's kind of like they pussied out and went, "Oh no, no, we can't do that. No, it's too too risky. It's too much." 
And in reality, what they should have done is said, right, we can do that. And what else can we do? How far can we push this fucking envelope? And yeah. that's what that's the disappointment for me is that they didn't. I don't say they didn't believe in it, but it's almost as if they didn't trust the viewers enough to do it properly. So they tried to they tried to sort of scale it back and do a Muppet movie, like a, a proper Muppet caper movie, but in a slightly more adult context. And they sort of got caught in a limbo somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first time I tried to watch this, I'd forgotten about this, actually. I don't know how I managed to forget this. Um, I tried to watch. This is the second time I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it once all the way through before. I tried to watch it before that. I tried to watch it on a plane. Mm. Now, I made the assumption, having watched the first 10 minutes of it on a plane, that it had actually been very heavily censored to the point yeah, where it was making little make sense. sense. Yeah. Um, looking back on it now... It wasn't. it wasn't. It's just and really I, fucking disjointed. Yeah, I could have watched it all the way through and it wouldn't have been censored because I, I felt like, it, like, like we were just saying, I felt like they were pulling back. I felt like lines were being overdubbed. I felt like things were being cut off. I felt like things were out of order. Yeah. And I look back on it now and realize, actually, no, they weren't. That I was watching it as intended. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, as well, because of the way that it was set up, because it was front-loaded... And so much of the really fucking crass, juvenile base humor that is supposed to set it apart because it doesn't—it doesn't repeat itself. You get it in the first act, and it's done. Mm. And I think it—it it, it robs the film of just of the shock value. That's, and the, that was the whole point. That's why it existed was to have the shock value. But yeah, it was sort of it was sort of a you know, three and done effectively. You had the um, the octopus wanking off the cow, and then you know you had the um, you had the the, the the sex scene in the office. And it's like, okay, well, where do you go from there? And the answer is nowhere. They yeah. don't attempt. They they don't attempt to carry on with that. They don't. It's it's like they've gone. Oh yeah, that'll do. That'll get us through. That'll get us the laughs. That'll get that'll that'll get people talking about it, and that'll get more asses in the seat. That'll get yeah. more people to the theater. That's kind of what that feels like. And it's like yeah. it's like they rob the film of what it should have been. Yeah, you're right actually. Because if if you're gonna do a bawdy comedy, it is always about always pushing further with the next gag. You have to constantly yeah. escalate. You know, yeah. you look at. You look at something like American Pie, which is the legendary one now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's always about all of those gags are, are funny, but they they are continually escalating to the point where somebody literally sticks his dick in a hot pie. Yeah. And it's just the con. And once you've done that, that's it. The film's over. You can't go anywhere from there. And that's why none of the sequels worked. Like you yeah. can't you can't go anywhere from there. And every body comedy is the same. You know, Police Academy eventually topped itself out because they did the same thing. It happens to all of them. When you're doing body comedy, you have to constantly escalate. And for the sake of one film, they could have done that. You yeah. just need to save your best, grossest, sickest gag for the last act. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's that's part of the problem. I mean, we've, we've talked about the pacing, we've talked about the order and stuff, and that's part, a big part of the problem is that the structure of the film doesn't make any sense. None. And because of that, we're just no. You're at a loss before you start. You get to the end of the first act, and what the fuck's going on? Yeah, totally. Well, uh, where are we? Where's no? Where's the story side of it? And it's like they've kind of gone right. The first act is going to be setting up this weird and wonderful world, much like fucking Toontown, except they don't pull it off. And then you get into the meat and bones of it, and there's not enough. There's not enough of the body. There's not enough of the smut. There's not enough of the smutty humor. So even even the sort of the toilet humor with the, with the, the spoken jokes, even that dies away. But there's not enough intrigue. There's not enough suspense. There's not enough drama in it to sustain it either. And it finds itself in this weird fucking limbo, whereby it can't be one or the other. But it certainly doesn't exist as one entity. No, 
Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, it's just a fail on every level, isn't it? Yeah, it's a complete I mean, and I, was, fail. I mean, as, as I said earlier on, I mean, I, I, I felt more let down than anything by this film because obviously I, I put so much into it and I had such a vested interest in it. Um, mm. But yeah, I just felt like it for me, it wasn't what was promised. It wasn't. I mean, even the trailer suggested it was a completely fucking different film. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the Red Band trailer that came out was it, it's all a very good Muppet noir. Yeah. And because you didn't have the shenanigans and it, you, it did feel very gritty and very edgy and very dark. But it's like the kind of, it's, it's almost as though the writing, and I've, I've sort of seen this in, in many things, it's almost as if the writer kind of didn't feel confident with how dark it was because they weren't sure they could pull it off. So they tried to then make it unnaturally light to try and offset the balance. And it finds itself doing neither or doing both, but doing neither well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it it doesn't do anything well, I don't think. No, um, there there are a handful of moments, a handful of scenes which let's say which almost rescue it to a point where it would be passable. I'm not so sort of saying though they would make it great, but they would make it passable. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, having said that, I say maybe the the lack of sleep or the you know, the the alcohol or anything else. But I did laugh at this film a few times last night. But you just as you think about it, you just think right, well, it, there's no reason to do that. That doesn't work. Why? What the fuck are you doing there? What are you trying to do there? And and then you you might end up wandering and trying to fix it for them instead of paying attention to the movie. And yeah. it gets very distracting to a point where you go, oh, what have I just missed? Oh, nothing. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, th- I mean, it sounds like we're we're on the same page on this one. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, we've we've got to make our mind up. Is it is it better than Mario? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Um, I think. I think there are moments in it which are, but by and large, as a whole product, no, I'd say Mario is better. I am 100% in agreement with you. I thought we might have had a slight disagreement on this one, actually, because it is borderline, isn't it? It, it is. is. I mean, if, if we had more of the moments or more of, more of the moments we did have it paid off later on, I think it would have, it would have surpassed it. Yep. Um, I think it's, it's, it's not far off a par with Mario. I just think that for this, I mean, for all the faults with Mario, we talked about that at length. Um, at least the structure it followed a very basic but a very clear narrative structure and yep. this just kind of tried to jump too many lines and tried to be a bit too original but not original enough um and yeah it just it doesn't quite match up i mean it's close it's, it's one of the closest we've had it, it it is very very close i think it Obviously, I'm going to give them points for the Muppets. And as I say, I think some of the performances are excellent. So in yeah. some ways, it is better than Mario. Um, but when we get a close one like this, and we've had one or two, I think this is the closest run one because actually I've been back and forth on this all day as to whether I think it is or isn't. Yeah. Um, and the way I always judge this in the end when it's close is if you put both in front of me now, which one am I going to press play on? And it is Mario every time out of these two. I have no desire to ever watch this film again. I was not looking forward to watching it this time. Actually, it was better than I feared it would be, which counts for something. Um, But I have no desire to ever watch it again, whereas I've seen Mario multiple times, and I know even this podcast aside, I will watch it more times in my life as well. Um, So, yeah. Out of the two, I would watch Mario's. So therefore, this is worse. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, we 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 love feedback. That's another whole point of doing this, so that we get to talk about it and we we can engage other people as well. So if you have any thoughts on that, 
please, by all means, let us know. You can get in touch on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can leave uh, comments there as well. You can uh, listen to our previous episodes, listen to some of our other, other shows. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Apple Music, like, share, subscribe, comment, uh, whatever you want to do. We'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time. See you later.